Rebel Femme episode 384. <laughs> no. <laughs> 381. Oh. 381. Nice. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 90% sure. <laughs> uh, I'm Anthony Ghost. Arthur Gies is here. He says it's 381. He says he's pretty sure. Matt I, to be fair, I'm waylaid by something, so I could be wrong. Uh, Matt Chandrone is also here. It's okay if you got it wrong. I mean, like, Anthony can't be the only one in the penalty box every week. I'm not in the penalty box. Please, I'm in the good I'm in the good place. <laughs> the actual good place. <laughs> and, Speaking of shows, I watched that show. Yeah, it's, it's just pretty good. What yeah. a show? The Good, the good place. place. I don't know. What I show love that, is. that show. It, it's um, Kristen Stewart. Nope. Right? Nope. Don Bell. Kristen Bell. <laughs> right. Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like Kristen Bell and I like Ted Danson. It is an amazing Ted show. Is incredible. In that it, show. It's like they are in heaven. Uh, uh-huh. I'm James Faulkner, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you said that or not. No, anyway, I didn't get to <laughs> they're, they're in heaven and it's the Good Place. Okay, and so you you can't swear, so it's uh, they replace all swear words with like fork forkin. Um, <laughs> the writing's just incredible in that. Show. I'll have to check that. Is that also Netflix? It's on Hulu. That's yeah. right. also on Netflix. We, we also subscribe. Maybe? The first season is on Netflix. No. We, su- we subscribe to the Hulu. Hulus as well. Absolutely, watch that show. Okay, it comes back fairly soon for the the third season, which is good because after you finish the two seasons, I could use like, a good funny fuck. show. You know, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is that. I've, mm-hmm. I've been trying to watch more. Just simple television. Just sometimes when I feel Brooklyn Nine Nine is yep. that yeah you can just turn that on and then it, it yeah. just you're just like this is this is very and good. Never... Bro- Brooklyn Nine Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine Nine is the the new uh, Parks and Rec. I never really. feel like I'm compromising my moral compass watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, it's yep. very, it's very pure. <laughs> yeah, it's not even that it's pure. It's that it's very aware. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Of like cliches of its subject matter and how to navigate. It's very smart. And also very cliche at the same time. Yeah, I've been rewatching a bunch of Star Trek Voyager, <coughs> and I feel like if I could redo Star, if I could, like someone was like, I've never seen Star Trek Voyager. I now have like a twenty episode list that I would be like, this Watch is Star these. Trek Voyager, yep. and there you go, you got the entire Star Trek Voyager storyline, and those were the episodes that were actually like. Someone directed the shit out of that, and it was actually really interesting. What do we do now that the replicator's not working anymore episodes? Just cut all that out, because it doesn't matter after that episode. Yeah. But there's actually, like, 20 episodes of that where you're like, oh, this actually advances, like, Star Trek lore, and then Mm -hmm. the rest are just such trash. Just horrible, horrible (laughs) trash. There are, like, lists out there that do that. I'm sure there totally are. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I just, my own list that I've been building as I watch the occasional episode, I'm like, fuck, that that one was actually good. And then I watch some where I'm just like... What a weird. Yep. I, I wish I had the compa- uh, the capacity to watch something in the background because I, I don't. I have mm. to be like fully engaged in viewing something. Yeah. Um, I can do that when I'm doing animation and After Effects, but of course, you know, like everything else that we do, like anything where mm. I'm doing spreadsheets and math, I can't. And anything where I'm doing video editing where I have to listen to audio, of you course, really can't I can't. Do that. Procedurals. That's brutal. I, 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 I can't. Even something you've seen before? Does that help? Yeah, I still have to, I still have to uh, watch. Because that was like, yeah, I've done that where like, I think uh, right <laughs> when Arthur first moved out of the apartment we were together, he left me a bunch of videos though that like I could watch. Or maybe you were on vacation or something because Arthur had a really good selection of videos. <laughs> and I watched like all, ba- shared all of Batman animated network. series yeah. and I would just sit there and paint and I would only watch probably like five minutes of every episode. <laughs> but I, I was, still have those yeah. because they it's the DVDs that also have the director's commentaries. Oh, Ooh. awesome. 
Yeah, that yeah. should. That's but yes, I can't so do it for anything that I've never seen before. It has to be something yeah. I've seen so many times that I can just tune out. Yeah, it's even like if I'm watching, I can do it with Dota. Um, mm. If I if I'm I mean because then like I'll usually just like listen <laughs> and then if some if I hear something happening like abilities happening then I'll look over. Yeah, but if I'm like usually it's just the gold noise. Yeah, it's so it's too soothing. The death noise with I, gold. Snares. So <laughs> real talk, I fall asleep listening to Dota all the time. <laughs> I just put it on my do laptop. You sleep better. I I don't. So it's not like until I fall asleep, I'll do the point where like I'm I'm reaching the edge of sleep where you can just feel your body right. like getting tired, and then I'll close the laptop and like put it push it off. My bed. Oh, okay. So you don't fall asleep to Dota. <laughs> well, it is falling asleep for me because I'm not, I'm not, I'm just my eyes are closed. Yeah, that's when I'm just listening. Yeah, I work <laughs> often to the sounds of battlegrounds still way too loud. So anybody walking by would just hear ba 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 ba, and I'm just like quietly working at my desk, <laughs> just not paying attention. <laughs> I don't like to play that game very much anymore, but I still like to watch it. Yeah, but even yeah. Even, yeah, even less plays or anything like that, like I can't. I have to pay full attention, hmm. otherwise, it's just annoying to me for whatever. I've been reason. I've been doing it with your stream a lot lately, Anthony. When you've been playing just play Astroneer, Destiny while it's on, or something. I've been playing Destiny while you've been playing Astroneer. Yeah, <laughs> Astroneer is an easy game to just not pay attention to all the time because yeah. I feel like Astroneer, in some ways, like other survival games like Rust and stuff. It's like 20 minutes go by and you're working towards something and then the moment happens and then it's 20 minutes. Like yeah. that game uh, by System Era out of Seattle, um, who, you know, I have former colleagues and stuff that work there. Um, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, well, uh, specifically, I consider Samantha Coleman a colleague. You know, she, I didn't know she works yeah, there. Yeah, the Centrist developer. That's she, awesome. She, I, know, she, I, she I did took, not know that. Yeah, she works on that game. Oh, now. she's great. So, um, so that game, you know, if you're not familiar with it, you're on a space little spaceman on a planet digging out the voxels, <laughs> crafting them into things. That game came out in early access both on Xbox One's preview program and PC at the end of it's pl- end of 2016. It was planning and Steam. Yeah, I uh, and, and I played that game so much right when it first, when it first came, came out. out. Me too. Yeah. And then I haven't touched it since then. Yeah, jumped in middle of 2018. I think that game is like point. It's version 0.9, so it's like right on the. Like I think that it, it is coming out 1.0 calendar year for yeah. sure. And I will say this: so the improvements to that game have been pretty substantial. To where it like and the loop of that game is still just so fun, mm-hmm. and they deserve a lot of like like uh if, if someone was telling me man i really want the audio in our game to feel make you feel rewarded the and audio like, in that game so is gratifying perfect. yeah like the music is really s- subdued yep but perfectly gives like the feeling of like watching cosmos or something uh-huh. like that and then just the the every little pop sound of when you gather mm-hmm. a chunk of resource including the ding when it goes to your backpack mm-hmm. like it all is just very gratifying in yep. a way that like I think well, a lot of crafting games wish that they had. And it, and it fits the visual aesthetic so well, too, because everything has kind of like this bulbous Fisher-Price look, very stylized, but very fun to look at, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, and like, I love it, like, when you detach something and put it on something else, it makes like this little... Yep. I mean, the audio design sound, is you know? just... Sound design is really great, and even like the... I guess someone called it... Is that, I don't know if it's true when it's sound, but someone called it a diegetic inventory. Like, I know we talked about di- diegetic sound when it's something that's yeah. like a piano playing in the world. Right. But, like, you know, your backpack huh. in this game is very much... It It, it definitely seems like, like inspired by, apply. like, Dead Space. You know, your oxygen and power bars on your back all the uh-huh. time. You literally snap things on and off your back yeah, in, on, like, in real time. Yeah, there's, like, the little... There's, inven- there's like, eight inventory slots 
plus like the four on the sides, right? Yeah, like but you, it, on your backpack, and like when you put stuff on your backpack, you literally see the canister like shrink down in size and like pop into a slot on your backpack. Yeah, that game is really good. Like honestly, if anyone's like, if you like space stuff, you like building and digging into the ground which i know that's like a really weird thing to say but i fucking love games that allow <laughs> yeah, you to do that like, i agree <laughs> uh, i just really like digging out like in a largely peaceful way oh yeah there's, yeah there's basically almost no combat in this the only life forms you encounter hazards, are but... plants that will shoot gas at you that you mm-hmm. can pop plants that will occasionally shoot spikes at you. but if you die you just respawn like mm-hmm. there's no it's you, very, you lose the resources though. you lose your stuff but if you go find your backpack it's there yeah so yeah. it's not the end of the world and then ultimately the ultimate goal is like you know, you're on your planet, you're digging up stuff, building a space station, figuring out, like, managing small crises, like, we don't have enough power, we have to gather the materials to make power. But eventually, what we've been able to achieve in our little group, because it is co-op multiplayer, I think up to, like, six people or something like that. But, oh, six? Wow. Um, you can, you know, you can build rocket ships and travel to other planets in your solar system. The one downside, I'll say, <coughs> on the off chance that somehow they would hear this, is that <laughs> it really sucks to not have a, a speed-up time when you're reliant on real-time orbital mechanics. Yeah. So there is a day-night cycle in that game, and if you have a solar panel, it's reliant on day-night, which means it's actually reliant on when your planet is circling the star that they put in the game, which means that all the other planets in the solar system are also circling that star at different orbits, which means when I take off, if I want to rendezvous with that planet, if my orbit's here and that orbit's here, I have to wait till they align to be able to do that, which might take several minutes. Let the record cool. show that Anthony's yes, hands it is were cool apart it, getting closer together. It's, cool, it's cool that they're real time, but when you're up there in space, you're like, well, I could land, I guess, and come back in a while, but there's no way on the surface to check where they are in their alignment it's like either. like that yeah. part in Hidden Figures. Yeah. It, <laughs> they're trying to figure out the go, no go. Yeah, and so it's just like, it's a little, that's a little, there's like small bits of tedium there that I really hope they fix, because otherwise what I think they have is like, a delightful like that game is scratch the Kerbal itch a little bit in that totally way? but in Kerbal I could speed it up if the planets aren't uh, aligned okay. mm-hmm. so the, it's just it's just the not being able to speed it up part that that uh <laughs> makes it a little bit of a burden but otherwise like that is a game that I would put right up there with like Viva Pinata and other games that are just like delightful they're just delightful and they're they're super good at like pop cap games of just being like oh that was that felt yeah, really good it's such that a warm really experience that felt really good yeah and there's no antagonism like yeah even when you play with your friends the most they could do is like dig a hole into your feet or something like <laughs> Which that <is> hilarious <laughs> but <laughs> i know. think my favorite thing about that is just like setting out spikes like as tethers yeah so yeah exactly that. and and that's the cool thing is you have to drop oxygen lines to keep the oxygen running if there's a storm you could totally lose it and have a fucking what was that movie called moment uh Mar- martian yeah the martian <laughs> where like you can totally lose sight of your thing and you're like oh fuck what do i do i'm running out of oxygen yeah um or you know like i've totally landed you landed a shuttle and then you take off and you realize that not everyone was in the shuttle and you left someone behind you. <laughs> fuck that sounds if anthony ever goes to mars i imagine that that will probably happen <laughs> yeah well you should have a routine like let's do a roll call before you just take off uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. So when I love that, I love that you guys like every planet that you land on. One of the first things you do is dig a pit to drop to dump all your supplies in. Yeah. So. Every every game I play, I've noticed that if it's like it has a resource thing, we're always like make a hole. This is where all the shit goes. All the shit we don't want to put on shelves. Mm-hmm. Do we have any aluminum? I don't know. Go check the fucking pit. Go check the hole. So Man, I, it has like really cool like little you know intermediate goals in the gameplay loop. Like there's like downed. 
uh, like satellites and shuttles all around that you can like walk up to and uh, you have to dig them out a little bit sometimes to find the way in and they'll they'll just have like resource nodes and research and nodes for a long time those existed solely to provide like technology you may not have access to right. and stuff like that. But now they've added a grinding machine, which is really nice because you can actually drag those things back to your base and fucking throw them in the grinder. And even that's super <laughs> satisfying to watch the metal teeth just chew them up and I, stuff for you. I know that the Windows 10 players, like the Windows Store and Xbox One players can play together. I don't, I imagine that you nah, can the Steam, Steam. the Steam ones They can't. should really get on that. Yeah. yeah. Is there any... Nice. Um, and it is, does work really well with the controller. I have played it oh, cool. uh, with a controller. The game is... They've done a really good job with the controller support. Is there any reason to go to another planet except just to start over and have fun? You don't have to. Yeah. But part of it is that when you land on a planet, the base planet is called a Terran planet, so it's pretty peaceful. Mm. And then you can land on a tundra, which is all ice and has totally different weather effects. Or like you land on an irradiated planet. When we land on the irradiated planet, it's covered in basically Sarlacc monsters. <laughs> so there are different life forms. It's basically I, just escalating difficulty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would like to see some of that changed, you know, and, and, and adapted. But I think it is a little bit of like overcoming challenges. Like when we landed on the irradiated planet, there was a ton of titanium everywhere, which I've never even seen titanium up to that point. But oh, it was okay. embedded so there in are rocks. resources you can only get on those other planets? Uh, yes, but it was embedded in rocks. Well, there are ways to, to make it through technology on your base uh, planet. Right. But mine them raw. Mm. Yeah, that's like the way to do it. But like, you know, it, there's challenges it sets. Like that titanium was embedded in rock, and I looked up the only way to dig out the rock was to have a drill bit, and the only way to have that drill bit was to put it on a car. So that would mean we would have to basically take stuff from our main base, fly it in repeated missions, bring it, set up a small secondary base, build mm. a ship with a drill, and then fucking drive that motherfucker out there and actually do like <laughs> industrial mining to bring that stuff back. So I think that's the fun in that game is like, you know, one night was spent just setting up a secondary base on another planet. Yeah. And it's just kind of fun doing that. But I can see that like that game might get old with what's there after like 30 hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it is like I could easily play that thing for like thirty hours. Thirty before. hours is a, is a good good amount of hours. Yes, know. especially because it's only like a twenty dollars game. It's yeah. not like a very expensive game. Or well, it like definitely that. feels that way because you can reach the you can you can see the end of the tech tree pretty quickly, yeah. and you can reach it pretty quickly. So if you had no desire to go to the other planets or to experience new things and to make a new challenge for yourself. Then you might get bored a little quicker than if you were just like having fun with the base mechanics. Yeah. It, it's very much about a, a collection of systems with which to interact with your friends. Totally. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, yeah. Rust, like Rust's depth is not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rust is like skin. Deep. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, so it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, it's like what Arthur's saying. Like, the part of the fun was someone went out and literally mined dirt because we could turn that into a supply we needed while I was doing the metal. And when we all came back together, we all got to see the moment we built the shuttle together mm-hmm. and we had that moment of triumph as we all took off together. <laughs> right. like that, Except for the person you forgot. Yes. Yeah, so that, that's the experiences that are good in that. I think I would have a really, I mean, I also will say I've played like 10 hours of that game by myself. It's not mm. impossible, but it is substantially more enjoyable as a co-op experience. Absolutely. Um, it's harder yeah. to feel like you're making progress by yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it's harder to like to not always know what you should be doing. I don't know. There's definitely like a, 
a montage team effort moments in that <laughs> game where you're like, we're all going to go do the hard work right now and build towards it. But it's like the people that are like, whose plane crashes and are stranded. And it's like the process of them building a new plane. That is <laughs> pretty much exactly. Imagine being one person. You're like, Oh geez, please. Yeah. Seriously. Fast forward to three years later. A movie. Like that's a movie and a movie that, and a remake of that movie called flight of the Phoenix. Huh. Oh. Dennis Quaid is in the remake of that movie. I did not know that. That is new to me. Um, but yeah, the game's really good. I also checked out a game that you checked out. Yeah, I'm. I would be surprised if you hadn't checked it out. Uh, yeah, I, was, I immediately saw it and I was like, "I'm intrigued by this dumbass name," so I'm going to <laughs> click on this game. It is a pretty dumbass name, and the game we're talking about is Mother Gunship. Yeah, Mother Gunship, <laughs> all caps, caps too. All one word. Yeah. One word. Okay. Uh, so, the conceit of Mother Gunship. I mean, ignoring the conceit, the mechanical conceit is yeah. gun construction mm-hmm. a la something like Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. Banjo-Kazooie plus uh, Mech Warrior. In that, like, you can make these crazy guns, you can do almost anything you can think of, but the more things a gun does, the more energy it depletes. And the, the See, more you, you can run out really fast. Oh, of course. Yeah. But, you know, like in the video, they show, like, I stacked three things together and I built a thing that's just a column of rocket launchers stacked up on top of each other. Now I'm just firing rocket launchers like, you know, or you can and you can name them all whatever you want, like the murder kill version 1.0, the murder kill version 9.7 thousand. And so I do wish it would actually let you like save blueprints. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, that's a bummer. I mean, you can make things pretty easily. Yeah. There's but no blueprints. way to like save a blueprint. Yeah. When you right. go into a mission, you only get to take like three gun parts to start. Uh, and then from there, as you progress through each, the game is very much separated each mission in chambers. So you go mm-hmm. into a chamber, you buy, battle everyone. There's almost like a build station after everyone. Hmm. Adapt your gun. Move into the next murder chamber. <laughs> murder everything. Adapt again. And so you equip things on a left and a right mouse click uh-huh. or triggers on consoles. And so then you can build up your weird left gun, your weird right gun. Your weird right gun might just be a shooter. And then you could build your left one to almost be like a melee type thing huh. if you want. Cool. Does it? How much variance in the building is there? Do you feel is it like is it super deep or is it kind of like there is because it's it's <clears throat> parts but also connectors mm-hmm. and you have to have like if you want like three or four different guns on on one thing you have to have like the pieces to mount them to okay and they also have to fit. they have to fit and yeah, they can't can rotate weapons to try to squeeze things in but it it doesn't always work and but- so occasionally it's like. This Lego fucking loop connection of <laughs> of like connectors to try to actually get your stupid gun design to work. And plus, there are modifiers, so you can like snap a thing on that makes bullets come out faster, but now they spread or like bounce off of walls. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, you might your chain gun thing might do something weird. My chain gun thing or, might operate very differently. And it's it's also like benefits and uh, like deficiencies, like. This makes your gun like fifty percent more powerful. It also knocks you back every time you fire it. <laughs> okay, yeah. so it, it's almost like a little bit like a Binding of Isaac or some type of. It's Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie, and it's super yeah. fast. Like hmm. even on my lowest sensitivity settings, the sensitivity in that game is like cranked up to <laughs> ten thousand. It's like, and it's very much like an Unreal Tournament. You can do four jumps, I think. It's three uh, jumps. Three jumps. No, so you start with a triple jump. <laughs> And first of all, like you get experience in it that you can use to upgrade your right. stuff, one of which is a jump. And also in each level or in levels, you can find jump upgrades. Yeah, so nice. you can have a ton of jumps. And some of the levels are like, or some of the, it's procedurally generated. 
and some of them are like dice rooms where it does some like really weird thing and like once the ones i've seen multiple times are like here's like 45 jump upgrades which means that you can <laughs> jump 45 times in the air before yeah. you have to touch and there's, the ground. and there's jump pads everywhere and the enemies like they call it a bullet hell game in a way which is true because a lot of the enemies they either come at you and try and melee you or there'll be cannons that will just fire like almost like bullet bills yeah that you mm-hmm. have to like actually actively like weave between and stuff mm-hmm. as you're like running around the room super fast <laughs> murdering everything i find it pretty satisfying it's very campy like the storyline of it is like you know there's a big bad attacking earth and ultimately you're <laughs> going to go through all these procedure generated things to go and kill the mother gunship yeah, you're trying to <laughs> find the mother gunship which is cloaked by other ships and there's like our intern cloak. The admiral <laughs> of the fleet is like Slippy from Star Fox, basically, like yeah. straight. Mm-hmm. And, He's like literally a, fro- a frog. And and <laughs> it, but I think that like storyline wise and like lore wise, it reminds me a lot of that uh, game Trenched. Oh yeah, Which, yep. What, sure, the double fine game, the double fine game, Iron Brigade, Iron Brigade. Oh, yeah. Iron Brigade, yeah, Iron Brigade. But yeah, right. it just it's also it's also trenched. Right, it, it has that same sort of camp. And stuff like that, you know, and just like it totally is not taking itself seriously at all, which is obviously true because you're going to make like the fucking rocket launcher that shoots shotgun blasts. Right. And, uh, and so there's also like a roguelike element mm-hmm. to it, which is that like if you go into a level and die, you lose all the parts you brought with you. Mm. Um, and there are tiers of parts like there's grays, which are just regular. There's blues, which are special. There's purples, which are much rarer. Mm-hmm. Um and ideally, you don't want to lose your purples, right? Yeah, it's. I find it pretty fun. It's nice. Yeah, um, it's not without problems. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a game from like in between the Xbox and Xbox 360. I, right? I don't think that that's true. I think that it's got like a very simple aesthetic that's like accompanied by just effects that are totally blown the fuck out and just like numerically high amounts of things happening on screen all at once. Um, I think that it suffers level design-wise from the procedural element on on occasions in a variety of ways. Like, it's actually pretty easy to get stuck, like to like walk backwards and just get caught on a piece of geometry because it doesn't quite fit the way that it should. And like your characters, which is basically just a camera floating off the ground, but you can get stuck on things or like back yourself into a corner pretty easy. Um, rooms don't always feel balanced. And you're just supposed to accept that because they're procedurally generated. Yep. Um, and I think sometimes it's not very clear about challenge stuff. Like, you'll go into rooms that are clearly marked as challenge room because they'll have, like, cross swords on the front of it. And you won't know what the challenge is until you go in the room. And when you go in the room, the door closes behind you so you can't leave. And some of them are, like use only melee attacks and it's like the only way you can use melee attacks is if you dismantle the guns in both hands or in one of your hands and so <laughs> stuff like that doesn't make sense to me and it doesn't mm-hmm. ever explain why you would want to keep coins leaving a level like because coins are what you pick up to spend in vendor shops to get new pieces I of lots, yeah. to assemble new weapons but there's also a black market on your ship that yep. it never tells you how to get to. Yeah, you do return to your uh, ship very much like uh, a Helldivers or something like okay. that mm-hmm. every time. It's a it's the main hub. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so, like, there's some stuff that you can really only get in the black market, and you need coins to get them. So you shouldn't spend them. So or, there's a reason not to spend them. A reason not to spend them, yeah. I do think that that game, actually, it does remind me a bit of Helldivers, just with the way the world and stuff is set up. Uh, and it is getting co-op next month. It, it oh, like, says that when you log in, it's like, 
Co-op in level, August. Every huh. level, every vendor station has two has two screens. Oh. Like, it's built for two people to be putting together weapons. Yeah. Is it early access? No, and that's kind of the weird thing in, in that it feels like an early access-ass game in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, but it's on everything. Okay. Like, it's on PlayStation 4, it's on Xbox One, not in-game preview, just on the mm-hmm. system. Uh, it's on PC. But, like, there's no looking version on the Xbox One version right now because they just didn't add that, although it's in the PC version for controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe the console version is, like, slightly behind. They just behind. patched it yesterday <laughs> on PS4, and they said the Xbox One version is, Xbox One patch is coming, quote, soon. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't understand how it gets to release without that. Um, especially when it's in one version of the game. Yeah. Um, Branching. Co-op not being in the game seems like a kind of big omission. Yeah, I would say that if that sounds interesting to you, but you want co-op, just wait till August. Or if you want to invert on Xbox One, then you should wait for at least a couple of weeks. If you're one of those. <laughs> a sane human being. <laughs> um, but it is fun. Like, it's very bombastic. Well, it sounds like that it, ha- it knows exactly the kind of attitude that it needs to pro- portray, and it just it goes does. for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is. It knows that it's dumb as hell, uh-huh. and it encourages dumb as hell. You know? <laughs> I wish the game looked a little bit more like its key art. Yeah, but yeah, it do- it's uh, the look of it. I find is a bit generic, like, it, but it's okay. You know, it's kind of Borderlands without the people. Yeah. But again, because of the procedural environments and you're always taking place on the same ships, they're pretty same. Sim- yes. Uh, one thing <laughs> I will say is that it it also reminds me quite a lot of Descent, in that like it's not 360 degrees of freedom, but enemies come from every angle above you. Ah, uh, interesting. Like, Doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, not below you necessarily. Mm-hmm. Although there are multi-tiered levels and like there are enemies on different floors, but like. Sure. At least from above, like it's always like an issue that you'll have enemies coming from above. Yeah, there's not really pacing to it in the way that like a shooter like Doom has like downtime and then you hit the arena. <laughs> it just this escalates. is just arena build, arena build, arena build. And <laughs> like every every mission has a challenge level, and the first door you go to starts at that challenge level, and then every subsequent door like ups the challenge. <laughs> yeah, this I feel like there. this game. If someone had told me this was like serious Sam Colin something, I would have believed it. Uh-huh. Is like the gotcha. attitude it gives. I could, yeah. could kind of see like a crow team vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your What are your weapons of choice? Uh, in my left click, I like to keep chain gun, like any type of rapid fire line projectile. Like mm. just as long as it fires in a straight line, that goes in the right side. Right click is where I put like explosives and stuff like that, big hit ones that I that I have to actually like take the time to aim. The left one's just the one I'm constantly spraying, but I mm. try not to hold both triggers down all the time. So one thing that I've definitely like taken to taken to doing is that like most missions that i've played so far let you take in three or not three but four tools and so like i'll take in like a naked chain gun and then like two other things and a connector <laughs> nice. so that i've got like the chain gun and this other like special gun like my my the gun that i like to build for now is uh a lightning rod and a rail gun on the same thing because they both fire at basically the same rate and so it's like, it just feels like it's doing the same job better. And then on mm. the other hand is like my rapid fire gun, which is like maybe like a rapid laser or like a particle spreader plus a chain gun and stuff like that. Hey, yeah, game's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um, Sounds like it. 
Yeah. Sounds like good times. It's uh, I would definitely want to play that co-op. It's kind of a... It's not necessarily fair to call it a one-trick pony because it's one trick is so expansive, but it does like... It's like you'll play like a few missions and then you'll stop. And then you'll right. play a few <clears> missions <throat> and then you'll stop. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I liked about Binding of Isaac because it's just you get to yeah. kind of... Ex- Do a couple runs. Yeah, you get to experiment with different items and builds and everything. Like that's that. a game that I just always... It never blows me... It never ceases to blow me away how much people can put into that game. Yeah. I mean, it's also... <clears throat> it's been, It was still being updated up until oh for sure like yeah. last last month was like the fi- the final patch i don't know that, that they with that game i'll never say never uh-huh. because they maybe come back to it because i think they've also sold like just an absurd amount of copies of that game yeah i i wouldn't be surprised i see it on the steam sales and stuff sometimes for like a dollar <laughs> and stuff i have no doubt no doubt that they kill it on days like that yeah <laughs> do, do you play any uh I have not played Warframe yet, yeah. James, but I did. But <laughs> you I, knew what he was but asking. But I did get some DLC for it, so I'm already ready. <laughs> I've decided after doing careful research that I'm going to play a Rhino Frame. Okay. And, and uh, the, I assume the Rhino Frame is like a heavy or something. Yeah, because I feel like I I feel like I regretted not playing it the heavy type in Destiny for my first Titan. one. Yeah, because I, oh, okay. I picked a Warlock because I intentionally pick something that was like not what i would ever pick like yeah. that was very much i saw the warlock i saw what it did i was like ah, i'm gonna do it though and i just <laughs> regret not being a titan like i feel like a titan that type of this is the way i like to play yeah Get in it, people's doesn't, faces. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fulfill that fantasy of big strong person though because it's all you're in destiny at least oh yeah well you're still yeah. shooting and yeah know. and like uh, the you can you know if you go arc titan you then you can have all like the grand the 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 ground pound slams and stuff like that which feel really aggressive in that way and i and i don't think there's an equivalent for for the warlock in yeah, that there's, sense there's the lightning fingers which is very palpable. everyone calls it the emperor the, palpable yeah, mode, but, yeah 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 but, that stuff is really fun but, but like uh I think a comparison to Overwatch is actually a little more apt where, where it's yeah. like, what's his name? Uh, Reinhardt. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. what I consider like big and bulky uh-huh. and like, like has a big hammer. They swings. It feels like it has yep. impact. Like I don't ever get that feeling. Lots from of t- health, lots of exactly. armor. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I don't get. I ever feel like with a Titan. Yeah. In. Cause you can have just as much, you can have just as much resilience, which is the kind of the equivalent of the armor stat. You can have just as much of resilience as warlock as you can as a Titan. Yeah. So. so yes, I, I'm. But the rhino, when I saw him, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That one, you, there are <laughs> like literal. You can have like four or five times the health of, uh, <laughs> I think whatever the default frame. That, and and uh, I was talking to people to play a game, and they were like, ah, it used to suck because when you played rhino, you moved so much slower. Mm-hmm. But they recently patched it to where it's it's there's a gap still, but it's not as huge as it once was. So now you can still move pretty fast, and you mm-hmm. can also like slap in mods that give boost your speed. Yeah, like I saw someone that did like maxed out the the, the amount Max of speed, speed right now and you, like you don't even are like they don't even do like the like the the bullet jump thing you they just run full speed you're just like you look like the flash yeah. i'm ready for that that's uh, yeah so my plan is to probably jump into that tomorrow i'm nice. recording this on thursday so when yes. this podcast okay. is out that's when i want to jump in okay I'll play some with you tomorrow. Yeah. I, I would play some with you, but I'm going to be gone all weekend. Um, and working all weekend at the same time. Going back back to the Northern California? Yep. Going to see the in-laws. Hang out, hang out in a pool. Yeah, my, cool. my, my brother-in-law and, and his wife, they have, a, they have a pool up there in Redding. So, you know, it'll be 
very, very hot, but we'll have a very cool pool. Oh, God, yeah. Northern California is going to be the fucking worst. Yep. I might be inside the whole time editing video, though, so we'll see how it goes. I was like, remember being in Davis over the summer? Yeah, and it wasn't even like, at least when I lived in the Central Valley, um, like everyone I knew outside of my family owned pools, <laughs> and so you could always find somewhere to go swimming right. in the summer. But yeah, in Davis, it was like we were all in college, and no one owned a fucking pool or <laughs> nope. anything like that. So you were, And we were all, in hindsight, if I could go back to my college self and tell them, well, I'd tell them many things, but if I could tell them one <laughs> yeah. thing about how to live more comfortably, I would have said, it's worth spending an extra $30 a month per person living in this place to just run the air conditioner. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. We You'll, definitely ran the air conditioning. We did not. <laughs> and it was so dumb. Oh. It's like, we're like, man, thank God it's 85. <laughs> yeah. We would, we would put box fans in our windows and be like, I guess we'll just blow hot air yeah. onto our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck God. were we thinking? <laughs> and the smell, like having the windows open and the smell on Davis. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, At least it, it wasn't super humid. That's true. Yeah. It was always brutally dry in Davis for it the most part. For the, it was pretty much dry most of the time. Yeah. But compared to like a, a New Orleans or like, oh, or yeah, like a no, Montreal no, 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 no. or like someplace <laughs> New York even. Right yeah. now in Davis, it's 90. D- in so, Davis, wow. yeah. dude, yeah. Dave, <laughs> New York in the summer, I went a couple times and every yeah, time I was always like, ah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> People live here? Dude, <laughs> it, on mass? <laughs> like Montreal was... I'm sure very much the same. One of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life in terms right. of the heat. It was, it's like, yeah, it's just, you, we didn't even, it was just like, uh, well, I guess, I guess I'm just going to be sweaty all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I went this to Puerto Rico, when yeah. I went to Puerto Rico, it was during the rainy season too. So it was like that for sure. It was just like, well, it's really fucking humid. And then at some point, surprise, 10 minute, crazy fucking rain. It's uh-huh. over. And then the whole rest of the day. Now it's just swamp. Swamp it's actually, butt. today yep, was yep. the cooler of the days that Davis is going to see. Next week, it's going to be, like, low hundreds. Well, if you're in college and you have limited disposable <laughs> income, running the air conditioning is... You're going to be happier. It's, it's, right? it's almost it's worth it. It's a big yeah. quality of life thing. Yeah. yeah. It's got on. homework or stuff. And yeah. yeah, well, it was just one of those things that was probably only, like, 30 bucks. And I probably spent that $30 on something dumb, like a CD. <laughs> and I probably should have. Because back then, you used to spend like $30 on a CD, by the way. On, on imports, especially. Yeah. 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 And so mm, That was still in the file sharing era. <laughs> True. But if there was like an artist you wanted to support, CDs were fucking expensive at most stores. Um, but yeah, Rather the, than pay uh, for Spotify for a month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just watch that shit on YouTube. Steal your roommates, <laughs> yeah. come to an accord, and use the air conditioning for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh. Well, like, uh, you know, so that's kind of a bummer that I'll be gone because one of the reasons that I think I've not played very much War- Warframe, even though I've had some, like, some very nice listeners on uh, Steam offer to play Warframe with me, the one thing I haven't had is kind of a consistent, like, crew. okay, we're definitely going to be a crew that's going to play Warframe for a little bit. Yeah, I, but I also I think the cool thing about Warframe is that, like each of the each of the frames themselves mm-hmm. is a leveling up experience. Mm-hmm. So it's like like you're you're you you're almost resetting your progression with each frame that you do. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So it's like it, it, even if if Anthony and I get like maxed out a frame, we'd be like, oh, well, we're gonna play this other frame with Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that could be that could be our separate frame for like. Our, and and when you say reset a frame, do you have like different versions of the Rhino frame that you reset? No, or there is, are like there are like 
40 or 50 different frames. I knew there were lots of frames, but I'm, just, but I'm saying, like, are there different versions of the same frame, or are they all different frames? They're all different frames. Ah, there's cool. just there's so, so there's many. There's some really yeah. weird ones, too. Like, I had no idea there's, like, one where it looks kind of like a dragon, and it's, like, special ability is the dragon part separates from you and flies around like a pet burning things. Oh, that's Before cool. Before it reattaches, I was like, it's, nice. the game is wild. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's when I heard that, I was like, that's bonkers. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that you can tell by the art style, which still kind of turns me off a little bit. But the thing that I like about the art style is that it obviously gives them the freedom to just do bonkers shit like that. Yeah. Did, did you look at, like, the weapon lists? Like, just the um, amount, of, me- amount of... Look at the look at the amount of melee weapons, and then look at the amount of, like, uh, guns. And, uh, secondaries and primaries. That actually scares me about that game. Yeah. Because, well, like, because uh, it, it's... Uh, I worry about, you know, choosing stuff that I think looks cool, but it not be actually being effective. I've... Yeah, I- I think there's so much depth, and, like, unless you're, like, going to get really into it, you're going to be... Like, you'd have to spend a b- bunch of money to even worry about that. Yeah. Do you, so. do you not worry much about min-maxing or anything like that? You not just so sort far. Of go for it. And I've been playing, like, ten, yeah. 10 or... Maybe if I played for a couple hundred hours, maybe yeah, you well, get... sure. And at that yeah. point, like, then you probably are like, cool, I'm reading up on this. I know I yeah. want to go in this direction. So, like, yeah. doing it early does not matter. Just, like... Just, I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says I have it's 24 hours play to that game, but that's because I left the launcher open at one point. <laughs> I've done that, So too. Steam just logged a bunch of hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that game seems... My Warframe adventure will start very soon. Groovy. Um, you fucking nerd. <laughs> How dare you phrase it that way? What, my Warframe adventure? I already got to find my destiny. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm gonna fucking leap onto store shelves. I still see. I'm, I'm like, swinging on the store shelves <laughs> very yeah, soon. Spider Man's next. Wait, two months. Uh, wow. Yeah. No Man's Sky is just around the corner. Fuck. September is like six weeks away. <laughs> I will say that that No Man's Sky next update video. I really want to play. I was gonna ask you about that as to whether or not. Yeah, I played No Man's Sky the day it came out. Me too. For about two, for about two hours and then turned it off. And I played never much longer played than it that. again. And it was mainly the the UI of inventory and stuff that turned me off that game yes. so hard. Yes, like, all the UI garbage was garbage. I found it so hard to use that I was just like, I don't know it, and and yep. it just didn't. Then I was reading reviews and I was like, I'm just not interested in. But now, seeing all the changes that they've made good on in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and seeing like the changes in that next update, like yeah. it, it, that game looks awesome in third person. Yeah, by you can the way. play in third person. That's crazy. And like the actual co op and stuff they have, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Now it is the game that I wanted it to be the very first time they showed it at the VGAs. Is what right, it, right, is right. What it well, like. e- even though like at the VGAs, they they never said it was going to be co-op. You know, no. so it was never going to be a co-op game. But that's crazy that they decided to actually go down the route and like, oh, okay, I guess we'll make this multiplayer now. Yeah, I I think that game's narrative would have been so different if they had just like been like, we are a. And they had said, like, hey, we're going to keep on adding stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. I also think that game came out at a time right before all these other games were like, hey, this is like an ongoing, evolving thing. Yeah. And like where they promised all this up front. Mm. And, and, and like it could have been like early access with features and everything. You know what fucked No Man's yeah. Sky? Launching after Destiny. Cause it, and it wasn't just Destiny. It was like a series of things, but... You mean like people being uh, people having their expectations crushed? Yes. Yeah. Like people being angry that a game was not what they thought that it was going to be over uh, and over again, and not just like, an, oh, the ending isn't what I wanted, but like in the 
the scale of this thing is not remotely close to what you said it was going to be. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and I, I think James is right. If they just been up to be like, look, we're a very small team. We have plans that this is rollout 1.0, but that is not where No Man's Sky is going to be in a year. Like, yeah. I mean, if, if, if I was... I mean, it wasn't... No Man's Sky wasn't the same game on the disc that it was when it got patched. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I just think giving setting people's expectations that the game will go under rapid iteration after launch. Yeah. And uh, I, these all these updates have been free, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's never so been any paid. That's, that's super crazy in this day and age that, like, I can't think of almost any other game that works in that way anymore where they're like we're gonna do we're gonna keep doing all of this crazy development for free every early access game i feel like early access but not games that are released i mean like this is this is a model that like i haven't seen since you know like i don't know early pc days i feel like what james was suggesting and if not i apologize is that it should have been an early access game uh yeah because I don't know if it, early access was a thing, quite th- a thing yet. 2016, but like not in the way that it, it was. But it was like it was early enough in that era. But or, or if setting expe- again, it was yeah, about setting expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but like or or even having the things along what Rust did was like having an, an, a public Trello board, mm-hmm. being like here are features, here are timelines, not exact timelines, mm-hmm. but being like close. Uh, mid-time, way future plans that w- that we we know we're working on and everything, mm-hmm. and coming out before release and being like, we're definitely not going to have co-op at launch. Sorry, yeah. it's just yeah. not going to happen. Like you're not actually going to be able to find each other in space. Don't try. Right. Yeah. Um, One of the things that's really interesting to me is the in that next trailer was planets that actually have like tall trees and tall forms of life on them. Because mm-hmm. that was one thing I found really disappointing because I played a bunch of that game. I went to a lot of planets and they were just... Like some of them were visually interesting in terms of the general landscape, but the fine details on the landscape were never interesting. Everything was very shallow. Right. Um, and Hopefully that's something that they're changing. Right. And like the... like. You know, they have the quick clip of the giant robots walking around. So it's like, oh, is there now like mechanized flora and fauna as though, you know, there's like machine life on planets and that sort of thing. So all that stuff sounds awesome. Really, all I want is to be able to because, you know, they added in that in one of the big expansions, they added in the ability to not only build bases, but to have a ship that you effectively built kind of a, kind of a limited amount of building Rather that than, you could build in. Yeah. And then that ship could go with you to different star planet, to star systems, and you could warp back to it like at any time, no matter where like you were in the universe. A capital ship. It was like a capital ship, yeah. yeah. And all I really want is to share a capital ship with my buddies. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I'm mostly just curious to see what that game is now. Yes. Much in the same as like how I tried Astroneers and got mm-hmm. burnt out and came back and was really surprised at a lot of the feedback. I am curious to see the game that had as rocky of a start as that, like how they made good over the course of like a year and a half. I, I, yeah, I also think they probably did the right thing with the reality of what happened, which was release what they released and kind of just stay dark and not talk about it a whole lot and just be yep. like, here's this trailer. I mean, <laughs> what a disaster. Like that. Yeah. I'm not saying that people can't like the game that was released, but clearly the release of that game was a shit show. Um, for a few reasons, yeah. yeah I th- for an extended period of time. Well, I also think it was it became a shit show because it was a lot of like specifically targeting uh, Sean Murray and like mate like that was around a lot of the 
like like very targeted like fuck you fuck you fuck you yeah there was an or there was it definitely attracted an organized internet hate mob that did nothing but have all of their spare time directed yeah. at hating on that game and its to and its developers which for is sure. appropriate but in some ways the the manner in which that game was presented to the public over and over again invited like a specific sort of cult personality to form up around that studio and him as the sort of like primary public face of it I mean, he is the yeah, I mean, Man's Sky Twitter account. I mean, he and he did go around saying you'd be able to play with your friends and stuff like that. Like he, that's just it. Is like at some point, in hindsight, twenty twenty, you should have just not talked. Dude, you should have just built the game and not spoke on he it. He was, I, he was let down by his publisher. Like Sony should not have let a lot of what happened with that game happen. Like that, if you were the adults in the room with a game that is being made by a lot a lot of largely neophyte developers yeah, but who Sony, have never worked on a project Sony of might that not scale. but Sony might not know. So they Sony goes and sees the game and they're like, "Oh yeah, these features are working." I've so worked at I, No, I have worked at studios that do work for publishers and you put on the dog and pony show when they come and you make them think everything's fine and it's not. But and, <laughs> I mean the dog and pony show fell apart it every E3 that game was ever at. Yeah, but I'm just because saying that you tell them, oh, we're still behind, on track to get this, we're still on track to get this. They it showed would it be... behind closed doors, and like you know how it works for Game of Show stuff, which is that it has to be, quote, playable. Yeah. And playable for No Man's Sky was always, here's us with the controller moving shit around. Like, yeah. It was never... They never stood that game up in front of people. I'm still saying that it's not Sony's job to make sure that the developer doesn't overstate what they have i think when sony puts the full force of its marketing behind something that it's their responsibility to make sure that that a game is what it's supposed to be i think that there's a certain amount of danger in that idea though because it if uh there's there's a danger of publisher overreach if that becomes sort of I the mean, default way of doing it down business and made it a console exclusive i don't know like I'm, well, I'm talking about public. I'm talking about publisher overreach in terms of you know reaching their fingers into the nitty gritty of a studio and making changes to a game that may not be beneficial to the. Like final I feel product. like the only way Sony could have known all those things is if they had done what some studios do do, which is where they embed a external producer in the studio to basically watch every day and be like, right. "Where's the shit? And You're not going to make these goals like that." Those things yeah, do happen. It's just like everything else. Sometimes that's a good idea. Sometimes that's a terrible idea. You can either like. Depending on the actual individuals involved, that producer can move things along and help everybody focus. And but if that's the wrong person, that fucks right, everybody but in, in your the equation. Scenario where it would be bad for this to be a thing, then why the hell was Sony putting their shoulder behind this game the way that they were? Maybe they like, believed yeah. what everything was being told to them too. I'd, Maybe yeah. I, I don't know. There is a massive presupposition of ignorance on the part of a major corporate conglomerate like the biggest face in video games at the moment like it's probably because they knew you know like uh, i'm i would not be surprised if there was a marketing and pr contingent that looked at that game knew that it was going to be a critical darling as soon as it launched and then when it became a critical darling they knew that they could build on that sort of hype it was and use it and use it to sell use it to sell units it, that, it wasn't a critical darling though they spent prior the last, to release prior to it, le- uh, they spent the last month leading up to release ducking press on that game right but by then the but by then they'd already accomplished their goals like uh, and you know like uh, you know uh, every Which every preview what? about every preview about that game every live stream about that game every appearance on IGN was unbelievably positive with everybody loving 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 it so they achieved all of their goals pre-launch it, but, to sell a $60 game 
But it, it didn't sell the way it was supposed to because word of mouth on that game turned immediately. Like, there was sure. Nothing about that, the but that, but that was that, like a successful business proposition. That game made money. It made a lot of money. It totally made a ton I think of over money. Time, it's made money. I don't think that. No, it, it made it made it made its money back in like first week sales. Like I'm almost positive that game made a ton of money. And almost destroyed a developer in the process. But to Sony, what does that matter to them? Like, yeah, it's fucking okay. capitalism. You know, like the you you if they see if they can see a way to get the dollar signs, even if the even if somebody in that chain knew that it was going to be a a quote unquote bad product launch, they don't care as long as the balance sheet fa- uh, falls right. out I'm, the I'm way not, on the other I'm end. I'm saying that Sony can do all those things. I'm saying it's fucked up and terrible of them to do it. Oh, for well, sure. I'm not I'm disagreeing that about that. Very yeah, in the way in, of the way that game was handled that was not bungled and not just from hello. Right. Like hello being the development studio, not hello as a term. <laughs> right. Like, that Sony as a publishing partner on that game dropped the ball repeatedly and allowed this thing to happen because they sold PS4s based on that game. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, true. either they, so, you know, like I think the, we don't know enough about the the story to say like you know who is ignorant and who is a bad actor, um, but yes, it was. I think we all can agree that it was definitely bungled. Whether or not, I don't think we know enough to actually ascribe intent, because you know, like I, I can't tell you that I've walked up to people in Sony and asked how did this happen and gotten gotten an inside story, and I'm not sure in anybody ten years, has. There's a book to be written about the way that game came. Probably. Out. Yep. And it would be really fascinating to read. Anyway, from Joe Danger to Infinity. Anyway, I like the uh, I liked what I played back in the day. I definitely got bored and got tired of it. And the, the next release to me looks really exciting. So I'm looking forward to jumping in with friends. And now it's on everything. And now it's on everything except for Switch. Right. Probably. Forever. I wonder. If, I wonder if it could be played on Switch. Uh, it's a proprietary engine. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. Lots of stuff that comes out on Switch that surprises me. Well, in a good way. Yeah, yeah it yeah, turns yeah. out if you run a game at like 240 by 360, you can get a lot of <laughs> <out. laughs> Switch. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Resolution matters a ton. Just like my new 4K monitor would tell you. Resolution matters a ton to some people, I think is the lesson there. Yeah. But not yeah, to everyone. The, like effects, quality of effects can can play a bigger part in the way that people perceive something, especially on a small screen. Yep. Yeah. That's definitely true. Well, I did just get a new 4K monitor that I played some... Uh, and then you're going to return. Yep, I might actually end up returning it. Well, it de- I definitely need to return the model that I have because it shipped with a manufacturing defect right in the middle of the screen where it looks like there's about the size of the of two heads of pins. <laughs> You know, uh, of like dim or soft pixels that oh, make fun. it look like there's a dirt spot on the screen. Is that within the acceptable deviation for them? Because most, no. most display companies like are like, oh, well, we have a certain amount of dead pixels that you're just going to have to. This is this isn't a this isn't a dead pixel issue. This is like there's it. It looks almost like you know somebody took the 
head of a pin and pushed it really hard against the screen until it fucked up those pixels. Oh, so like, like the substrate or whatever is fucked up. Yeah. Like, well, no, the substrate looks... Well, I don't know. The Yeah, the surface of the screen is fine, but maybe, this, but maybe the substrate underneath is bad. Huh. Uh, but it's right in the middle of the fucking screen. So let's say I have a web browser open and I'm looking at my email. There's just like this dirty spot in the middle of my browser. That would go insane. Uh, yes. And... <laughs> I do tons of vis- of fine grain visual work when it comes to After Effects and when it comes to like uh, when we're color correcting video. One of the things that you look for is dead pixels and inconsistent spots, and my eye is just going to be drawn to that like over and over yeah. and over again, and it's going to drive me fucking crazy. So it absolutely has to be returned. The big question right now is whether or not. I'm going to return it for another model or get my money back because there's a, uh, you know, there's Best Buy is a pretty good return policy within 15 days. So we'll see. Um, the, the other thing that's bugging me right now is that um, due to uh, the way that it's sub pixels work, uh, solid colors, uh, because I'm sitting fairly close to a 43 inch monitor, um, the uh, I expected like to be able to the devil's asshole. Well, I, ex- I expected forty three inches. It's, it's forty three inches. Uh, and you, I don't you know. Got, you, can you call it, it? At what point is it a monitor? It, it's it's it definitely rides there the line between monitor. Yeah, it definitely rides the line between monitor and TV. It's absolutely a monitor, but it it uh, it rides the line. Like, does it have a tuner for television no, channels? It does uh, not. What kinds of inputs does it have? Three Display Port, uh, two HDMI, Is and it a uh, smart display. No, so those are all monitor things. Yeah, uh, brightness uh, and color gamut are things. Right, that are it's a, a yeah, ten bit color gamut. It has a very high lumen in the HDR space. But the biggest issue, so I'm good with seeing pixels, right? Like because I do design work that like I want to see pixels. Uh, I'm totally fine like seeing the pixels on my TV. The problem is that the subpixels make it look like solid blocks of color are not solid blocks of color, but they look like checkerboards oh. because of the subpixel layout. So it, it looks like, uh, you know, like, um, like, you know, Discord has like this sort of dark gray background, right? Just like most yeah. apps do these days. It doesn't look like a solid dark gray background. It looks textured like carpet or something like that because of this sort of dithered effect that the subpixels happen. And I'd read about that with the reviews on this, and all the reviews said that it wasn't that noticeable or whatever. And I'm and I don't know. And it's I still have not to noticeable go to a, if you're a pleb like me. But you're you. Surprise. Eleanor noticed it. You know, huh. like I, I brought my wife over, and I was like. Hey, tell me, look, what, what oh, are you... Oh, so you're one of those fucking people. You're all, hey, let me ruin this for you. <laughs> yeah. I did that to Anthony. Yeah, Arthur, yeah, Arthur, used to, Arthur stopped at some point. He's like, ah. Uh. I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm just not going to tell you. And we were just going to watch like, this movie. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Check out this banding. <laughs> Man, the macro blocking here. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Or, yep. uh sample rate or bit rate on audio was I'm just very <laughs> thankful to have a totally untrained <laughs> eye for me it's like bit rate while streaming like when yeah. watching, watching your watching your stream and I was like I went by what Twitch told me I could use oh, that's you were using the old standard I never do that I, I manually input everything no, um, I, I no, manually input it but I was like well it's a, like every time I do a bandwidth test with Twitch's tools it says well you should do it 2500 am I all right Twitch yeah. tools or or I don't actually know what it split does tests with Twitch's servers to see what it can maintain. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know what a good 
and so I like I what was a good rate is. Before, now I'm if at six thousand. Yeah, six thousand is recommended for 1080p, sixty. File on that away. Yep, six thousand. And now I guess it's much sharper. I can. I think I'll I said I think the my files are probably enormous oh, compared yeah. to what they were before. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so the I may be I may be sending this monitor back if I can't. Because I still have to do a bunch of calibration what stuff on it. it, and we'll see what happens. It's uh, it's a brand new Philips that just released, and they're sold out everywhere because this is a a, mo- a kind of monitor that a lot of people have been waiting for, not is just for HDR? gaming. It's HDR. It's ten bit color, and it's one thousand dollars. So it's actually oh. totally affordable for the kind of monitor. Forty three th- inches, though. How far back do you sit from that? Uh, so I need a bigger desk. Definitely. Uh, That's something I've been looking for for a while, because right now I'm just on a drafting table. So it has a very thin profile. So pushing it up against the wall, I'm maybe... I think mine's like 30? Yeah, I sometimes feel like my 23-inch one. I'm like, this is big for how close I am. I can only imagine... Well, like, and you know, the thing is, is like, I, it's basically the, I use it not just as like a solo monitor. I just thought of that. So now you can actually put, like, here's a browser on one big chunk. Here's another thing on this chunk. I use it like it's the idea is it's replacing two monitors yeah. with one. Okay, that makes sense. Right. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Um so you know it it actually in so it takes up less desktop space than two monitors but gives me the same screen real estate. That makes more sense to me when I think of it yeah, in that and sense. It's it's very it's very nice that way. And yeah. you know, I got it for all kinds of reasons, including like very legitimate business reasons. Uh, but also because I wanted a nice gaming display. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has like picture and picture and all kinds of really awesome stuff with huh. it. Uh, but, and it's a thousand bucks, which like up until this point, it was really difficult to get a computer monitor uh, that would have 10 bit color and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, uh, it just has this problem. We'll see how it goes. And uh, I may end up sending it back and getting a, getting a much smaller monitor or. I don't know, suffering with my... Or a much bigger television. <laughs> I've never spent more than $200 on a monitor myself, but that's... I think I got that one on sale for like 400 for 4K. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. That's not HDR. Yeah, see, I, was, I wanted something that could future-proof us a little bit, because eventually uh, we'll start doing some HDR stuff for our clients. I imagine that that's probably about four years away, and I was looking mm-hmm. to buy a display that was going to last me for at least uh, six to eight years. I think we see like the mainstreaming of 4K production by 2020. You think so? Yeah. Nah. Well, the, the majority... The majority. 4K streaming is coming sooner than people think. Yeah. Well, the, that definitely... Like the, so that's another reason I wanted not a 4K like, monitor. Not like but, video streaming, but like people streaming gameplay and yeah. thing. Like live yeah, yeah, yeah. Content. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the... Uh, but you know, most of the stuff that we do is for online production for YouTube and social and everything and all that stuff. Like, uh, it's still like 720, it's still 720 or yeah. 1080. So, um, I mean, YouTube supports it. It does support oh, yeah, it, but, but, but most of our clients don't want it. But Matt was saying that sometimes it's because they know a lot of it's going to be watched on a phone anyways. Well, yeah. I mean, 
there will be more phones with HDR capabilities and televisions with there's the a next bunch of phones. Yeah, yeah, because it's already like the Galaxy Nine. The oh sure, X. but it will right. be the mass adoption rate by that point. Because I feel like I keep hearing stories about yeah. people slowly I, the like, adoption like rates for phones have slowed for new phones. I think the the bigger problem is throttling of data. Like almost yeah. like a lot of providers now are like just automatically setting video streams to phones at 720p. Like they're restricting them. Yeah, and um, like uh, um, there's still there's still yeah. pretty severe restrictions on uh the quality and length of stuff you can post on youtube or, or not on youtube sorry on facebook yeah and you know you want facebook things is universally horrendous yeah and you want stuff that's posted and stuff that you post on twitter you want it to be so that basically people are scoring through vertically you know like they're not holding their phone horizontally hardly at all when they're seeing video on twitter uh so you know like most of our clients don't want anything higher than 1080p but uh, we do have some clients that want some 4K stuff, and I expect that to blah, 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 blah. Which is anyway. good for you, because the the workflow for HDR content in Premiere is fucking sucks. Yeah. Anyway, my uh, I just wanted to express my my disappointment in this monitor so far, and I hope that I don't have to send it back. Getting a new toy is always really exciting until it it's is. not. <laughs> yeah, it was so like, excited. I was so excited yesterday. I, I was like posting really to Discord and posting pictures. Dollars for something. Like I'm, I think yes. once I cross the five hundred dollar threshold, I'm looking for reasons to send something I, back. I was ready. I was ready to spend uh, eight hundred to a thousand dollars. So this is on the top end of what we were going to spend for this. Um, this is a work purchase, so it's not a me purchase, which is one thing. That makes it "quote unquote" affordable, um, but also the uh, I I've literally been waiting for years to upgrade a monitor because I there's nothing that's met the right price to performance specs. Like the the stuff that I needed was still absurdly stupidly expensive, and this was the first one yeah. that did everything that I needed at the right price point. And I was so excited! I was like posting pictures to Anthony's <coughs> Discord, like to my friends in Slack and all kinds of stuff. Everybody was like super happy. And then like by the end of the night yesterday, I was just like, uh, I guess I'll play some Destiny in H- HDR. At least that looks pretty. That, I will say that that's the, what you said, Arthur. Looking for reasons to send it back is always true for me too. Yeah, like when I bought that Razer Blade. I just like because it was really hard for me. Like five months later, when they were like, "Here's the one with the 1060," I'm like, and I'm like, like it was definitely like a lot. Yeah, the my actually my PC was fine because I I I I had it for my old one for many years, and I was like, no, it's time. Yeah, I'm gonna replace the potato. Yeah, Um, my camera was like that. Um, Yeah, I bet. That's and tough. I did the same thing. Yeah, my camera. I was like, "Do I want this?" But the Am nice I thing sure? about a camera, I'm ignorant, so I'm going to ask some questions. But in theory, right, it will sell for the same price. Your camera, but if you ditch the camera, at least like the lens assembly, like assortment you got, you can you can hold onto those. The, the Q is a fixed lens. Yeah. So it, it, uh, so it, it doesn't doesn't come off. So it, I'd just be selling the full camera. Okay. Okay. But I've spent about twenty five hundred dollars on lenses. Yeah. Right. And in it, theory, though, could you ditch the camera and keep the lenses? Yes. Lenses yes, because they're micro four thirds, which is yeah. pretty much everything is moving toward. Okay. Oh, and it, it depends on what mount it is. And you can get adapters, like right? You, you can get lenses. the The way that we see lenses is uh, lenses are an investment. You can buy like some people even seek out you know lenses from the '60s and '70s for certain build qualities and looks, and then they rehouse them so that they'll fit on modern cameras. Okay. Lenses are an investment. Camera bodies are disposable. But I don't know about you, James, but the thing that always helps me with that is I just like have to put myself in the right mental place where I'm like, I just don't give a fuck. I'm gonna enjoy. What no, I, have. Tot- I have to enjoy what I have because it is what I have. And for this specific 
brand of cameras I can resell for probably 90% of what I bought it yeah, for. That's yeah. fucking great. If nice. I keep it in decent condition. That's great. Yeah. Which I do. Yeah. So, and yeah. that's, the only, that's the only reason I was just like, I could sell this in a few years. And get my <laughs> where's, yeah, where's, where's my razor blade precipitously just drops in value every right, year. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, photographic equipment tends to appreciate no. things. Yeah, sure. Whereas... Hardware, video game, and PC equipment. <laughs> well, it like appreciates immediately. Yeah, you bought I, it. Oh shit! Well, there goes ninety percent. Wait, did you bring on, the shrink wrap? On <laughs> price. Honestly, though, I'm still happy with that blade, even though it only has the 970M, because I can still play like Siege and stuff on it. Yeah, like, okay. I was actually really surprised. So, yeah. well, I've got fifteen, well, fourteen days now to decide whether or not to return this return monitor. Yeah. Just return it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the answer I just heard over and over again. Is, it's, yeah, no, it, I don't. I don't think that I. I don't understand how you're still thinking about it. it seems because like I haven't true. because I haven't done any sharpness or any uh, sharpness or brightness the ugly calibrations spot is on it. Not going to go away with. Oh no, the ugly. It definitely has to return. Oh yeah, to Matt, ugly Matt spot. wants to know if he's going to keep a, get a different version of the model. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah, know yeah. if I'm. I don't know if I'm going to return it and get another one, or if I'm going to return it and just get my would, money back. Would yet. you do the, the sharpness calibrations on this one, or would you try to get the other? Well, one? Well, yeah, because I'm trying to fix the subpixel issue. Because I can't mm. fix the dirty right. spot I mean, the issue. But I'm trying. Like a design. Yeah. No. It's always going to be there. The question is, like, if it's going to be there As so noticeable. much that it's unusable to me in my work. You know when it's going to become the most noticeable? Hmm. Two weeks after the return deadline. <laughs> right. Send it back. Send it back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sad. It makes me so sad. I've been it's wanting. Like, I needed and wanted a new monitor for so long. Like the the plasma that I sold you for super cheap. Uh huh. Like I couldn't look at it anymore because it's got because of the burn spot. They, you know, like since that's been Eleanor's and I, our main TV for what has it been two year years now? A year and a half, yeah. Uh, that burn spot is just about gone. Yeah, <laughs> we're actually almost to our return date to at our house for the bird we got. We've really? Been deba- we've been debating keeping this bird that we got. <laughs> Does it chirp like a motherfucker? No, it doesn't chirp. It's actually very quiet. Huh. Uh, Does we, it creep you out? That's we got a green cheek <laughs> conure, which is like a, a very small parrot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And by very small, I mean it's about the length of my, my hand from palm to middle finger. You know, huh. really, yeah. like like five inches, maybe. That's not yeah. even like buying a pet. That's like buying a business. Yeah, so it does <laughs> live. It will outlast you and possibly your children. It does live 30 years. <laughs> wow. So, it's a shorter-lived parrot. Yeah, but it was only three months old. But the thing is about parrots is, like, we've never had a bird. And she really wanted to, like, she'd seen all these videos on the internet about how their bird's, like, their best friend. It goes in everywhere. And the first week everyone's like don't fucking touch it yeah just don't touch it Mm -hmm. it's gonna be an asshole and she kept on pushing i always be like stop pushing it it'd be an asshole it only made her bleed once (laughs) but but uh but it was like it was an asshole and she's like i don't think i want this bird i was like you're literally we're disobeying the rules (laughs) just leave them alone you're a wine stepper and when i left today she walked me out to the door and it was it was grooming her hair for her so I think we might have a parrot. It was preening her. It would drag her hairs through its entire beak and then go back and grab another strand. And 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 she'd go give kisses and it would kiss her on the mouth. Wow. So yeah, it would love your hair though. It would just sit there and your beard just pick yeah. like it would hurt. It would just do little pecks on your scalp. But yeah, I never thought of myself as a bird. Per- Actually, I was really terrified of birds because my grandma had a, almost a bird exact like this when I was little and it was so mean. And I've learned, as long as you're very gentle to them, they're like the best companion animals of all time, because they literally are like pirate things. They just want to follow you around all the time. I've only, but they're also like fucking dinosaurs. Like, sometimes I look at her yeah. and she'll just make oh, like yeah. a sound like, <laughs> I'm like, the fuck does that mean you're just staring at me? 
or and, and, eat your eye. and then I'll, I'll leave the room for one minute and come back and she'll be gone. And then I'll just hear, and I'll look and she's like under the couch and I'm like, oh, fuck, how did you get down? What are you doing? You fucking scary little animal. Like, yeah. Did let her roam? Uh, not intentionally. She just has w- clipped wings, but she can flutter down to the ground and then she no. just runs off somewhere. Mm. So it's just like, it's kind of scary because it's like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like when you look at a dog, I feel like you can usually pick up pretty well. I'm like, oh, this dog might fucking bite me. Mm-hmm. Oh, this cat looks like it's pissed off. Mm-hmm. The bird, you're like, are you, you happy? Have no idea. Yeah. Are you going to kill me? Like, <laughs> completely oblivious, you know? It's like it's like every moment in Jurassic World when he's trying to talk to that dinosaur into being his friend. Blue. That's what it's like. Every time I go up to the cage, I'm like, wave my finger, and I'm like, and then it approaches me, and I'm like, are you going to approach me nicely? And it's like, ah, ah, and you're like, fuck! <laughs> you know what the trick is? Dead mice. <laughs> yeah. The, the trick for me is just put my fingers out of range and see what she does. I've started, I'm slowly picking up on her body language, uh-huh. but yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing I learned about these parrots is that unlike most birds, you can't tell if they're actually boys or girls. Oh, unless really? you get them genetically tested. Really? Yeah. They'll even huh. pair up together as boy, boy, girl, girl, because they'll just pick pairs. Oh, interesting. Like, and they don't have any distinct color differences between yeah. genders. So we wow. call it a girl, but for all I know, this is a boy. Who, who right. the hell knows? Yeah. Seriously. So, How about you just call it they? Yeah, I mean, there you go. Well, we like, she just, I think she really wanted her little girlfriend bird that can sit <laughs> on her shoulder. So now you can never get it tested because there's a 50-50 chance of crushing this appointment. Nah, we'll let, we'll let, her name is Pina, we'll let Pina be whatever she wants. She wants to be he, she can be he, whatever, whatever pronoun Pina tells us someday when she can speak. Z. Sure. Gender neutral pronoun. Uh, I thought it was Zay. It could be. Because I've only, uh, the only time I've ever heard that said out loud was in one of the more recent Star Wars books. Mm. There was actually a a pirate king who operates, and this is canonical, in one of the new canonical Star Wars books. Mm. There's a pirate king who operates a stolen super star destroyer who is gender neutral. A pirate lord. Yes, who is gender neutral. She attacks ships and offers people always a chance to join before she takes all their shit. So, But it's, Z- but it's, uh, is it Zerships? Zerships. Oh, okay. Yes. I didn't know. I didn't know that. that I didn't know that that was the. I didn't know that that was the word. I, I the thought benefit, the, the I benefit thought the of listening to audiobooks. Out. Yeah, the benefit of listening. Right. Yeah. Like this is where I disclose that. Like, occasionally, like this this podcast sounds like woke white dude bingo, and I understand <laughs> that can be frustrating. Yeah, seriously. Like this is where I admit my weakness. Where like my impulse and all of that just say, just fucking say they. Yeah. But no. If someone prefers a different pronoun than they, like to to indicate their neutrality, that's fine. Well, I think it's and, my problem. And this and <laughs> right. this Star Wars book too. This Same. character specifically was gender. I should say they weren't gender neutral. They were gender fluid. So sometimes they would ask to be called she. Sometimes they would ask to be called he. Oh, and okay. so generally they would just go by Zer. Oh, like I wish that there was like a rope that I so, could pull about, just to close the window. No, three feet off the ground where that motorcycle was. <laughs> so I would pull it and then like a few seconds later you hear a horrible crash. It's so it's so funny how much I just don't notice street noise anymore. Um anyway yeah, anyways. it filled the room. I, I think, nobody at home is not gonna hear what I, have you I guys know. played any other uh video games? Just a lot of Destiny two for me. Faction rallies are back this week so I've been I grinding rough relationship with dota right yeah now. <laughs> How well, today, today especially. Especially. is it because are you guys trying to grind out things because there's ti things to grind out 
Yeah. I mean, there are, but that's not what's happening. People are just right. playing in general a I'm lot right now. I'm playing ranked because I would like to rank up and... I don't know. I don't know, like, what... Do you is, want it bad, is it bad chemistry want... with the humans you play with? What is it? I, I'm just, like, f- fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so, theoretically, like, as you rank up, you will play with better people. And That's it's not, what I... Like, and better I people play... in your group, too. No, no, this has nothing to do with the people, like, in our crew who are... No, 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 I mean... Divergent. In your, in, oh, the, okay. in, your metal, in, in your metal bracket. Yeah. I thought you were... I thought you meant, like, better... You'd be playing with better randos on your team as well. I mean, but that but could you theoretically happen if we don't have a full stack, but that's not you. Really you pretty much always have a full stack. Um, like I gotcha. I want when I play solo games to play with people who like slightly know more of what they're doing. That's what I meant. Like, yeah, that's what I meant. It's not. I I don't know what the fuck is happening, but I'm just like in <laughs> the games from hell. It's like <laughs> <clears throat> somebody abandons, like uh, or uh-huh. goes AFK and sits in the fountain. Like people don't know how to play the heroes they pick and they not only is it like watching them play i'm like oh you're an idiot it's like they pick it and they say i've never actually played this before how are you queuing with them when you're playing ranked it's just all pick ranked it's It's random it's like you get i guess i would just think at the level that you would be at ranked that wouldn't be happening yeah i would figure you weren't like it happens it definitely i i would not figure that you would like out of all the amount of dota games that you've played in your life that you would not be Uh, ranked at the new rank but but like there, I we played a ranked game the other day, and I picked a character that I never played before because it was the right choice. Sure. Yeah. Okay, hold on. You just fucking blew my mind, James. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me that there's a character you had never played before. There are definitely characters I've never played yeah. before. Really? There's a Look, lot of characters in that game. At this point, there are characters you've never played. <laughs> I've played. I've only played like, but like, let me put it this way, like. Is it because you don't uh, pick them because you feel like you're one hundred and ten? I know, but is it is it because you don't start picking them because you feel like you're going to be such a detriment? Maybe maybe because it was in turbo. Maybe because maybe I played them in a uh, in like a what was a all random death match game. So I, I got them like once or twice, but mm-hmm. like it like committing to playing a full game with, with a character, especially ones that are micro intensive. Mm-hmm. Like I just like I avoided Meepo. I, the character was nature's prophet mm-hmm. um, or really high skill floors. Right. Like, right. Where if you aren't playing at a very high level, like you, you just are screw the team. Right. Yeah. Team. Because you, you actually like if you miss or I mean, it's true. Kicks, I, I would never play a character in Dota. Even if I had played as much as you, I would probably always avoid character where I had to control more than one thing. Like yeah. that's oh, just, yeah, me that's too. just asking too much of me. Yeah. yeah. I and then like only recently did I start playing characters Beastmaster that had a little bit more micro. Yeah, stuff. see that one. Yeah, no, no, no. And no, but no. Beastmaster is actually ends up being pretty easy because you're just like a click shit down lane and mm-hmm. you do it like with um, Nature's Prophet. It's we were playing versus techies, and the whole point of picking that into techies it's is to, like you, counter the bombs. Is, is counter the mines because you walk can, your little tree people. Yeah, you walk your tree people into, into the, the mines so you don't do it, and so it's like it's controlling like a groups of. Two or less, like because you don't want to send the whole swarm in exactly. and lose them all. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. And feed a bunch of gold. Yeah. And so, yeah. Sometimes you just pick so that you're like, this is my I pick. Know, I, now the people that Arthur's playing with are like, hey, CM sucks. Something is wrong. Yeah. I pick Centaur. <laughs> Centaurs were the strongest offlaner. Both of which are the most incorrect statements. CM is <laughs> incredibly strong right now, and Centaur is one of the worst offlaners in Dota right now. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so it's people trying to write their own meta. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's even like games. There are games where I do extremely well. Like as an example, like there's like this you go-to. personally. Yeah, like me, as in the the my job is done. I'm right. doing my job. Right, right. 
Um, and like, I've got two shoulders, one for like a shoulder can hold one person per shoulder, but that's not <laughs> enough for five people. <laughs> right. Uh, these guys are just like, uh, on, like, like holding onto your feet. Like as you're trying to like yeah. slog there's, your way through a swamp. Like a, it's like trying to walk through a house with three year olds. <laughs> uh, like there's this like AI thing that Gosu does where it like analyzes your match and says, you did this. And then like a lot of times it's like, look, you suck this game. So maybe you should do this thing. And it's like. Well, you can do better next time. And sometimes it's like, don't feel bad about that loss. You played like a pro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, Gosu. I don't need your pity. <laughs> uh, games where I do really well with the rest of my team is just such a massive like anchor around me that it doesn't gotcha. matter. See, so, so you've been having frustrating experiences. Like just consistent. And it's not just like once in a while I get really bad. Yeah. It's just been really consistent. Mm-hmm. The, games I, I've been getting have been really, the thing really that I think we're struggling with and I think I've felt it too recently is that within the group of people we play dota with we mm-hmm. spend a lot of time also thinking about dota and talking about dota mm-hmm. and like and like i'm, I'm not even showing you thinking about it at a deeper level than i think most people consider that game of and course that, that doesn't mean that our like it's not that we're smarter a bit smarter but we, we just spend more time like thinking about like having someone to talk to literally bounce ideas off of being like it's this cr- yeah and then being like yeah. no I don't think a lot of people who have Dota have that thing outside of something like Reddit. And right. so having and that Reddit is not a good place for conversation. <laughs> yeah. And so even if you're part of that community and you're just like, well, I, my personal opinion is this. Whereas like me saying CM is strong mm-hmm. is based on people who are who are I know are like in the top one percent of people who play Dota are saying this mm-hmm. for, for a very specific reason and have like logic to back it up. Whereas this person's like, no. <laughs> and it's like or if i don't get to play this character i'm gonna walk my hero down mid and yeah. feed. uh like, that's a pretty see, there's a part meme. of me that still wants to play dota with you guys uh both because i do i did enjoy playing that game most of the time <laughs> and because it's like the only way to stay friends with mitch um <laughs> but i feel like i'd be such an anchor like no, so no like, i don't i don't think so I, because i think that you listen like when people say, like, hey, Anthony, you should do this, or come with us, or do this, or, like, they're in the heat of the moment, they're like, Anthony, you've got to do this. You're like, okay, I'll do this. As <laughs> best I can. I think yeah. that there's yes. been... S- and that's that's exactly it. That's, that's the best you can. Yeah. Like, But I think that part of the reason I think some of us have been playing solo is because, like, there's been some friction in our Dota group lately, as, like, some people want to experiment with what they're doing, not just in, like, the roles and lanes that they play, but, like, with the heroes that they play... And some people are very stubborn about it, and it it can be detrimental to a friendship. <laughs> Mitch. To play game, no, not Mitch. Mitch is Mitch is pretty like, consistent. Pretty consistently PMA, like, and that doesn't mean that he's always good. Because what's like, PMA? Positive, positive mental, mental attitude. attitude. Uh, 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 PMA gaming. That's funny. Which doesn't say that Mitch is always good because like yeah. Mitch is captain out of position on a regular basis. <laughs> but let's he's go. Tra- he's trying. <laughs> Fuck it, let's go. Yeah. Uh, but he's trying and he, like he's always trying to get better and he's listening and like he's trying to respond and like I think that there is a way that some of us want the game to be played, which is like you play the game you're in, and some people want to make the game the game that they want to play. Mm. And I think one of those in my opinion, one of those things work. And one of those things does not. And, and it's been interesting recently because uh, I had I talked to someone today who was like, she was trying out Dota, and she was like, "Hey, but I was like, I don't want I don't want to play with you. Like, it's like I don't I won't play with you guys because I'll feel I'm going to drag you down. I'm like, no, 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 no. 
if we know you, we don't feel like you're dragging us down because then we have an established relationship where like you're like, hey, you guys know more than me. I'm learning from you. Mm-hmm. We, we can have a conversation beforehand because we know that you're new mm-hmm. and be like, okay, you're going to play this character. Mm-hmm. And, and your, char- your character's role is to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And, and go. And just focus on that for this game. You're going to eat these creeps. You're going to place <laughs> these wards. That's exactly You're going to build a mech. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I and, and so like, I think that there are certain scenarios where it's just like, certain combinations of people are not winning games and they're not winning games in the least satisfying most drawn out ways possible oh, yeah. and nobody's having fun and it's like okay yeah. well, let's not do that yeah and so playing solo queue is in some ways a response or an alternative to that and that's fine like yeah. a lot of times i have fun with solo games like because 1v9 can be a fun game yeah but i feel like i'm very consistently getting the short end of the stick yeah. in my games. Of so there's right all, they also just added something to, or just added something. They added something to the battle pass when it came out, which was uh, role r- based queue. So you done. So you choose two positions. I think it was, or just one position. I'm surprised that's taken as long as it has been. Yeah, that but, sounds good. But yeah, it sounds like a really good idea. It is, except for they ignored everything that league has been doing, which league has had that in for about, I think two years at this point uh-huh. where you choose a primary and a secondary. So it tries to fill you in your primary, primary role. And then if you can't find it, then, then it'll put in your secondary. If it really can't find you something, it will put you as a fill. It will put you in any role. Okay, mm. support. Yeah. But that, <laughs> right. could be, that could be a four or a five. Yeah. And so, I and that sometimes that people wouldn't wouldn't respect, like, say, I got mid lane, right? Mm-hmm. But, but they got support. Sometimes they would, just, they would pick a mid laner. Uh. Uh. And so, Valve finally implemented a series of uh, reports separate from the normal reports that were just for that because they didn't realize it. so it's, it's a kind of it's not half-baked but it like it were it kind of needs a lot of development and leads to learn all those lessons yeah because th- there's human behaviors that <laughs> that will happen when you do this yeah yeah, yeah. um and right now the queues are really long because it's only limited to people who have bas- battle passes who are queuing for that specific thing. Oh, uh, interesting. So it's like a very segmented, smaller group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a good f- for a good test, but it's not necessarily great for if you actually want to use it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, maybe they should just make it mandatory. <laughs> yeah. I think they need to have learned these lessons before they implement it for a wider yeah, audience. No, it, well, yeah. they, they did a similar thing in WoW uh, many years ago that was very effective where when you would queue for dungeons... You uh, you would queue under you know DPS health, healer tank roll, uh, and then at some point they implemented it so that you could only queue for a DPS roll if you were actually specced as DPS. So if you were specced as a healing priest, you couldn't spe- you couldn't queue as a DPS healer. Yeah, I think I think Dota wants to maintain some of its meta fluidity. Mm-hmm. Um, Flexibility is like yeah. a key component of Dota. Like, sure, especially because of the draft and yeah. Yeah, but and, it, and I mean, even with the draft, like also just itemization is such like a massive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people, including some people we play with, get caught up on like the game of picks, mm-hmm. and like hero picks are massively important. But it's also like the ways that you build those heroes. Ah, uh, um, sometimes, uh, sometimes we just lose in the draft. It's definitely possible. It happens. So it sometimes happens, you get happens, last pick booted. Yeah, happens to pros. But 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 not even not even like that. Sometimes we're just like we don't have catch. Sometimes we don't. There's like there are things that we lack within a draft because right. people are just picking what they want to pick rather mm. than reacting and adapting. I do adapting. think the the Ice Frog at all, who's the 
the sort of brain behind Dota. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Like, I think that they've been better about adding ways to compensate for the things that your team lacks. Like, I think the Atos change was a big part of that. Um, like, if your team doesn't have catch, here's a stick that shoots out a thing that pins someone down. <laughs> uh, which is, that's exactly what we need. It doesn't do any damage, but it does keep them in place. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, it is you have to build toward it and it's mm-hmm. like gold. So, right. Yeah. yeah that, well, and that kind of item itemization is like so key. And like, even when I'm watching TI matches as somebody who's like a complete ignoramus about like the tech tree for lack of a better word in Ugh. Dota to, to like see and hear the announcers say that like, Oh, somebody, you know, they're reacting to this particular build. So they're building this particular item to have that explained and to see that happen. Like is, seems like a huge strength of yeah, the property. Casters have gotten better over the last couple of years about talking about timings. Cause yeah. timings are such a key part of like every game's momentum. Mm-hmm. And I think that if sh- you don't know it, it can yeah. be really confusing as to why the game suddenly explodes. It, right. It yeah. shifts everything towards an earlier game presence. Like this game still go late, mm-hmm. but casters are stronger in the early to mid game. Hmm. And, gotcha. so, and some like Zeus are extraordinarily strong in the mid game when they hmm. have their spikes. Also strong in the late game. Right. But Zeus is one of the few that's actually strong in the late game. But so, yeah. it's a bad it's example. But basically, every year before TI, uh, we become a, a big portion of our podcast becomes the Dota cast because you guys are legitimately super ex- super into it and excited, and you got your battle pass and stuff. Uh, when you when you get into it and you have these multiple failures, you know, over and over that are really frustrating. Does that sour you at all on like you know what's Dota. upcoming, or is nope. this like a completely separate God, mental space? No, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sour me towards Ti because it's still always fun for me to watch the competitors. Well, I mean, stuff. sure, but I guess what I'm saying is, does it sour you at all towards you playing Dota oh, as opposed to like yeah. watching so you're it? Kidding me? Like, yeah. <laughs> I after I played two games today. The first game I no, I played three games today. Yeah. The first game I played was the game where I was like okay, I'm going mid, which is not necessarily something that I'll always do because I tend to play support in our group because, mm-hmm. like, we we have, like, incredibly good people at Dota and they play cores. Yeah, uh, yeah. Although that has been changing over yeah. the last year. Uh, uh-huh. And so in pub games, my inclination is to pick support because I just don't want to deal with fighting over lanes. Gotcha. Because those are the most contested roles. But today mm-hmm. I was like, fuck you, I'm taking this mid. Mm-hmm. And I picked Murano, who I'm very good with, mm-hmm. and took it mid against a Bloodseeker, which fucking sucked. Like, <laughs> but I actually did well against him. Mm-hmm. But the whole time we had somebody who was disconnecting and kept right. disconnecting and the rest of my team were fucking idiots. <laughs> and it was a game where we came very close to turning it around, but because the rest of the team did not play like a team, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. Uh-huh. And it dragged it out to the point where it was one loss that actually felt like losing two games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brutal. And it was to the point where after that game, like, Mitch Dyer and another of our friends, Crispy, who's fairly well known in the Dota scene, mm-hmm. uh, kept sending me invites to join their party to play a game, and I declined it like four times. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I'm done like, with Dota I'm not for sure today. If I'm playing another Dota, or if I need to like smash myself back into the solo ranked queue and just get this streak over with. Yeah. Um, I hear that. And then we joined up and we had two randos on our team, and we also lost with them. So that was great. <laughs> uh, and then we played one more and finally won one, but yeah. it was still, yeah, I mean, it's fucking, when I play poorly, mm-hmm. I feel like that is on me. And what are the lessons I can learn from this? When everyone on my team seems to be against me, like that's, <laughs> yep. one game, okay, it happens. Two games, 
man, I wish this would, this would stop happening. Three games. What is with this? Four games, five games, six games, seven games, eight games. It's just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Because it's it's happening to me extremely consistently. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, it, I don't know why. When I, and, you know, this is kind of at the top of my brain as well because, you know, they were recently doing the Iron Banner stuff on Destiny, right? And I like, and I've pretty much gone out of like being, trying to be competitive at all in any kind of multiplayer experience because like, the uh the losses great on me more than i want them to like i want to be more uh positive about it and more apathetic about it when i can't be positive but uh you know when i'm playing a multiplayer game where there are stakes on the line like oh i have goals that i need to achieve that i can't do and like trying to rank up and i fail at trying to rank up because of these experiences, then it's like I can feel my life force draining away as I inch <laughs> towards death. And it like of... upsets me to the point where I've like given up on being competitive at multiplayer, which is something that I really used to love to do because of the emotional labor involved. There's some kind of study that got news coverage this week that talked about like watching and enjoying sports mm-hmm. and that having a team that you follow actually makes you enjoy sports less mm-hmm. because watching a team that you like lose mm-hmm. is twice as painful as it is pleasurable to see them win. Uh, that's why Arthur doesn't want to buy an EG jersey. Yeah, that's why I will never buy an EG jersey. EG is already infuriating enough to root for without buying into their merchandising racket. The one Battlegrounds tournament I went to is pretty crushing to watch the one team I like just fucking throw it. I'll root for Evil Geniuses. Against my better judgment. <laughs> sure, but. Uh, but that's why I think I enjoy Dota so much is because I kind of, at a certain point, and early on it was rooting for EG. Now I just like watching pro Dota. Yeah. Like, for I, me, it, I, I, the story, because the storylines story between all the teams are still interesting. Mm. Like, there's so many storylines that, like, you can, I'm a fan of the thing rather than I'm right. a fan. You're of, not so attached to one team. Yeah. 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 I have yeah. invested in certain teams losing. Like, I'm definitely invested in certain teams losing. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to watch them lose mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as I would like to see certain teams win. Uh, but I don't get as upset when the team I want sure. to lose doesn't lose. Right. Gotcha. When the team I want to win. Loses. <laughs> right. I feel the way Matt does though. That's why I haven't played siege in a while either. Mm-hmm. Cause I was just like heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, I do bad with competitiveness anyways. That's why I like to avoid a lot of competitive games. And there's a dent in my desk that I had to put paper in and tape over <laughs> to to try and fix my, after I got I mad. Mean, my <laughs> yeah. Do I need to come back? <laughs> James, we need you. We my need you to play Caviera in fucking Rome because I hate roaming and I've started trying to do it and every time I do it, I'm like, ah, fuck, I'm still like I hate this so much. still 51.2 or something in Dota. Yeah. Um, which what does that mean? That I've He's won 51.2%. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Hmm. Um, and I'm up like 90 or something. Yeah. But, it feels bad, man. Yeah. It feels bad. Right, feels yeah. bad lane. Welcome to the feels bad lane. That yeah. That's my whole fucking existence <laughs> in Dota this week. Um, and that's a point where it starts to feel like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. what is this giant waste of time? Right. Like, why am I wasting my time with this game when there's other things that I could do, like draw or paint? <laughs> right. That, that, that being said, I am stoked for ti it's really soon well ti is like a whole event too right it's yeah like you're gonna get your whole crew together and you're gonna pal around uh-huh. eat awesome it's, food it's watch you on dota dotacation yeah that's yeah. awesome although i guess james will not be on vacation i know i'm going uh i'm going for work this year yeah oh you are yeah oh man i was about i mean 
maybe that's cool. I, but it just, for me, it's, it's, it's very cool. In my mind, I was like, I was like, oh, it's like the one gaming event James gets to go to and just be human. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might cover it for somebody as yeah. well. Hmm. But no, the I I actually like. I'm excited to go for work, and the reason why is my perspective on these things is like I love seeing the sausage made. Mm-hmm. Like uh, those those, yeah, those yeah, events yeah, yeah. are like fascinating to Especially me. Especially because like TI has like revamped their production value pretty much every year. Yeah. They they do new and interesting stuff trying to get the formula right. Yeah, and it's really great to watch. I don't I'll see what that formula is this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't. I, I don't know anything because like that that's yeah. not what i'm working on right of course um but yeah i'm excited to go in and see them make this thing mm-hmm. and like sounds cool be around and get to talk to those people who are who are behind the scenes and be like what why did, why did you do it this way yeah i, yeah. I, I want to know <laughs> I'm, I'm actually jealous about that part of it you know like both of us being in production but you being so focused on live production is a world that i don't get to experience very often yeah, I, so that's it, awesome I'm, I'm i'm excited just to walk around in their like control area yeah and be yeah, like, yeah. Ooh. It's, it's gonna be different this year like for the first time in a long time it's gonna be different this year yeah because Rogers it's Arena. a completely different venue like, yeah right that's true it's true it's, right. it's in a it's like in enemy territory. A lot of yep. discussion about like, oh, well, what are we doing about food? What are the places we want to check out? There are <laughs> bars that people want to go to. Yeah. It's like, cool. I just want to go to Mean Poutine. We have, <laughs> we have two native Vancouverites with us. Awesome. That always wins. Who? Uh, is Mel from Vancouver? Mel, Mel's from Vancouver and then Conrad. Oh, is Conrad going to be hanging out with us? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that sounds as, awesome. As are native. some other folks. Like native people to the area, a fair number of times at this point. But I'm it's I'm not as familiar with Vancouver as I am Seattle. Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah. Well, the um, I don't know anything about Seattle. No, speaking, you've you've spent like a month (laughs) there at least. You mean Vancouver? In Seattle? Yeah. No, I've spent much more than a month in Seattle. (laughs) 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 You lived there. Yeah. Yeah. Shut your goddamn mouth. Well, the uh, well. Yep. Speaking of like really interesting live productions and somewhat esports related, is uh, I highly encourage everybody to follow Robo Masters on Twitch because that's about to come. Yo, on that stuff this is year. awesome! It's super it's cool. so good. Wait. I talked about this last year. I just is this randomly like actual robotics. Yes, uh, it's very. It's like live Team Fortress robot battles. Uh, so like with like obstacles and shit. With yeah, they have like a they have an arena where they start at either end of the course, and it has like ramps and bridges and like guards and all kinds of stuff. And then university teams of uh, roboticists and like up and coming you know engineers and stuff like that, software as well as hardware, they build robots, and the robots have classes. So there's like there's a heavy and like a speed like shooter or whatever, and there's different ways to score. But the thing is, is that the uh, they have like a, a central repository of like uh, golf balls, ping, I think. Bo- ping pong balls, ping pong balls. That's right. They you wouldn't want golf balls, no. but ping pong balls where they have to where they load up like ammo and then they have to remotely pilot their their robots and uh, aim them with cameras that are on the boss to shoot vulnerable areas on the other bots and so this isn't battle bots where they're trying to destroy each other these are actually precision machines where you they shut them down yeah and they try and to like teams of them and teams of them so it's like i think five or six robots on each side and i just uh, i talked about this last year when it came on on rebel fm because i was like 3 a.m or whatever and i just happened to switch over to that stream because i think it was on the front page of twitch and uh it was fucking great to a robot counter strike i'm ready yeah no. yeah it's it's cla- it's 
real life class based robot warfare. So, and they've been showing some like you know previews and like documentary stuff that's been that that they're doing, and I think they happen in China every year. Yep. And they have international teams from all over the world. So this relates to like. Going back to our discussion about like you know fandom, I'm not really rooting for any specific team. I'm just happy to see like these uh, these university students that are super into these like making an event out of this, and it's it's like watching you know nerds. it's like yeah exactly it's like watching a bunch of fucking nerds be fucking nerds together, and it's awesome. So uh, if you're not following them already, follow them on it's Twitch like and a give them way a watch. More involved LAN party. <laughs> it's an engineering party small it's robots so are cool. getting pretty crazy i was the other day just on kickstarters i occasionally do and just look at technology stuff and i watched yeah. this one guy who's like from taiwan or something he's like yeah i just make robots i made this little fucking robot he can kick really hard and kick the shit out of a robots he can also do a two hand a two a handstand two-legged kick that puts out this many pounds <laughs> so of force he's hero from big hero six <laughs> and i was like i was like this yes i was like this is fucking crazy this little robot you're selling for like four hundred dollars to people that can fucking break boards and stuff Dude. i'm like we're in we're yeah in our lifetime yep you know I'm well, ready. it's like they they do such amazing things with these robots on RoboMasters too, because like you'll they they can strafe with them. Like they had they have tires that have like a specific tread design, so that if they mm-hmm. spin in a certain way. Like I don't know if they're opposite of each other or what, but the tires are always facing forward. But it looks like it's just skating left and right, even though the tires are still facing forward. So like the engineering that goes into these things is incredible. And they like if they uh, like if they break down during the match, they can't go out there and fix them. They have have to see if there's something that they can do remotely to try to get them back in the game sounds cool i'll yeah. check it out it's very very cool do we have any emails um week? well let me see well, by the we... way the uh, the the tagline for that movie that we were talking about earlier uh deep rising <laughs> was full scream ahead <laughs> cool. yeah. i love it cool. that, that movie's 20 years old yeah our first letter's from morgan he says, when will we start seeing open world games inspired by Breath of the Wild's hands-off exploration? Do you think every AAA studio with an open world game is focusing on natural exploration, or will we still see plenty of maps covered in icons like a horizon in Assassin's Creed? I think the games covered in icons have sold considerably more copies than Breath of the Wild did. That's right, but that may be true. Is that is that uh, is that a worthy comparison? Since I think Breath that of the there Wild are things that Breath platform? of the Wild gets away with simplicity-wise that other games would not get away with because they're not Zelda. Uh, that's interesting. I think lots of Nintendo games get away with lots of Nintendo <laughs> things because they are Nintendo. Games. I don't. I don't know if you can compare the sales numbers though, because like it's only on one platform. So I don't know how you actually make. That seems like you Horizon can't make an Zero apples Dawn to apples comparison. On platform. That's true. Yeah, um, that, actually. To go completely back on what I just said, yeah. 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 Arthur was uh, no, right. I, I think that I mean, Bethesda games have tried to guide you, but well, I, I guess they feel, they do get a little covered in icons. But I feel like Breath of the Wild it has lot lots of icons. Was not particularly inventive in what it did. It was just like the ways in which it was refined and packaged and presented um, was very specific. Yeah, I didn't really find its open world design particularly inventive either. I just really liked climbing on shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's really what it was. I just discovered that I was like, oh, like a rock climbing simulator. I really like this thing. 
I mean, that's what I love, still love about Assassin's Creed is climbing on shit and running on rooftops and all that kind of stuff. I just, I love just the freedom of movement in those games, but I am, I am really tired of the icon based method of like you know, doing stuff, especially in open world games that try to imply that there's a sense of urgency to your mission because you can, you can completely throw that sense of urgency out the window by just going and fucking off for, for like 12 hours while your kid is supposedly, you know, being tortured to death somewhere. Uh, I don't know what game you're talking about, but that's fair. <laughs> I also played a bunch, you know, I just remembered I also played a bunch of RE7 and I don't like that game very much, just so you know, just so everyone knows. Oh, it's not even that. I just don't think it's a very good game. I think the the shooting in it is like crap. Uh, I just, well, that is I think a game. it's not supposed to be. Yes, but missing a headshot because they just make it arbitrarily difficult with bullet sway. I get why everyone's like, that game is so great in VR because it doesn't have that. You can just go precision headshot, precision headshot and uh, it makes the game fucking awesome, actually fun. Anyways. Interesting. Well, yeah. thanks for the email, Morgan. Uh, Graham writes in. He says, I recently picked up Doom. 2016 mm-hmm. and have been, and have yeah. been having a really great time playing through the campaign especially since it looks so great in 4k on my ps4 pro uh what are some games that you've gotten into several or more years late that you think held up or potentially play even better now than when they first came out that's hard for people in this room i think i played a uh, the playstation 3 ratchet and clank game way after like way late in the playstation i'd never played a ratchet and clank game ever and then I played that one, and I was like, oh, this is fucking great. And then I immediately jumped into the other ones they'd put out for PlayStation. I played Darksiders kind of late and liked it. Yeah, I think I played that late. I think DMC. When did DMC come out? Yeah, I played D- that. That reminds me. I played, DM- I, played D- I played DMC like, uh, it must have been a year and a half or two years late, and I thought it was really good. Yeah, that occasionally happens to me with like uh, single-player games that I just mm. don't get around to, and then I... Like I never played Horizon. I imagine I, f- I will end up playing Horizon and being like, oh, guess what? I actually really, really liked that fucking game. <laughs> I so. love that game. Um, uh, Stellaris I played late, but I really enjoyed that game too. Um, but yeah, usually it's it's single-player things that came out, especially when my press days. I know it happened. It usually happened to me like every year. There was like something I missed, and then... Well, there's the end-of-the-year roundup. Jumped into something that I was like, oh, wait. This was actually secretly really, really great. <laughs> yeah. Um... I didn't play WoW, uh, I guess. Oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Some WoW expansions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dota. <laughs> yeah. I didn't play I didn't play uh Super Hot until earlier this year actually and I played it on console and it was really awesome. Super Hot was also one of those for uh, me as well. Um Let's do one more. And let's see who it should be. <laughs> Tony writes in uh, with the calling to shutting down servers and offering refunds for the game, will this kill Xavier? I think Anthony's talked about working at a place where they launched a mobile game, it didn't do anything, and then they pulled it and wiped the history of the game so it never existed. That's true. That was a studio that is now owned by King. Uh, and that didn't kill that studio. I have no idea how much money Xavier has, so that's kind of an impossible question to ask whether it will kill them. Not, and not only how much money they have, like how much money the original culling was bringing in. Right. I mean, I think what they did is they did a make good for people, which is they pulled this game that was like doing really poorly. And then they had made the culling one into a game that was very different from the launch version of culling that people Mm -hmm. had bought into. And there was like actually an audience that really liked it. 
And then they kept modding it and changing it, changing it so far from what it was that people were like, well, now we don't even like the version one that you made. <laughs> so they re-released the version of one. They pulled two, re-released the version of one that people actually like, and they're going to make it free to play. I don't know if that's going to save them. <laughs> I mean, all <laughs> that seems extremely drastic. Like pulling the plug on a game that fast suggests to me that they didn't have like a lot of runway hmm. just to wait and see if it worked out. I can't uh, just like radical heights. There's like a blank spot in my brain about what the culling is. What is it? It is a battle royale game that came out before Battlegrounds, uh-huh. but it is mostly it is more melee and trap focused. There are guns, mm. but they're pretty limited. Huh. And it's first person, and it's in a much smaller arena, like 16 people. Yeah. And it's got, like, an announcer who's like, oh, so-and-so got kits. Much more got a, a, a Hunger Games vibe, because there's, game like, show. score up on the dome and stuff right, like that of right. the world and stuff like that. I don't know if I've ever seen this game in action. Yeah. Very few people have, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's been on Xbox Preview Program for a long time. Oh, interesting. Also, yeah, again, when PUBG and then Fortnite came out, it was it just... just it just there went that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um yeah, it did have it. It was also very crafting focused. Mm-hmm. Like you would have to actually rip sticks and then craft a spear to make your very first spear, or make punji oh, sticks okay. that could trap people and stuff. Right. Gotcha, it did have gotcha. some unique things at the initial release. They were like, "Oh, this is actually kind of cool." Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Unfortunately, those unique things were not apparently that good. And so the so the first release of that game, people did or didn't like. The first it, it, it developed a following. Mm. Yeah, first release it had it had like a target little audience that could you could definitely find games and stuff mm. like that, and then they just kept changing it from that like instead of improving upon that vision they started drifting from that vision changing into a different game and then people were oh, like weird. wait I thought this game was one thing yeah you changed it into something else and then after a year of what people felt was kind of limited support for the calling one when it wasn't even finished they like quote finished it into this other weird thing and then we're like and also here's calling two and people were like what the fuck. <laughs> and so that is not how games of service work yeah yeah, yeah definitely not and calling 2 was very much just like every other battle royale game mm. so that's why no one wanted to play it because there's there's a baker's dozen at this point of battle royale games like that so and believe it or not contrary to the popular media narrative lots of fucking people still play pub oh, <laughs> for sure yeah <laughs> all right well thanks for your letters it's letters at eat dash sleep dot com no. No. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Take us out real quick. <laughs> Letters at e-sleep-game.com. Uh, you can follow Anthony out my front door, apparently. And also on Twitter at Chef Money and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Chef Money. Uh, you can follow James at, on Twitter at James underscore Faulkner and on oh, Instagram yeah. at James underscore Faulkner. Yeah. You can follow Matt at Talking Orange. Yes, you can. On Twitter and Twitch? Uh, nope. Talking Orange on Twitter, and I stream sometimes at Matt Chandernay on Twitch. Why would you do that, Matt? Because that was just how it was set up in you the beginning. Your brand. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you can follow me, Arthur, on uh, Twitter for some reason. <laughs> at AEGIES. I also stream on Twitch at AEGIES. You can follow me on instagram at prac magic Arthur, what the fuck? Why did yeah you why isn't it aegies on on I instagram i think it wasn't available oh instagram. really yeah oh that's a bummer i guess i could change everything Light. else to prac magic but <laughs> i really want to uh, and i've got a patreon at patreon.com slash aegies uh thank you for your letters thank you for listening yeah we will be back next week yep probably. yep love you Yes.
Super superhero. It it supposes uh, that the fucking uh, Excalibur turns like basically grants magical powers or something. It gives you slow mo <laughs> and, and like and, and our super strength and like can throw giant shockwaves out of the sword. Okay, hmm. and it's just like ah. I don't know what your Excalibur does, but that's what mine does. <laughs> it just, it's more the movie's more interesting when it's dealing less with magic and it's more of like. Yeah. Guy Ritchie characters in medieval Europe. What they should have done, they should have just made it like a Knight's Tale. Yeah, <laughs> a Knight's Tale has already been made. Great. I think I think all the actors in it are pretty good. I like Guy Ritchie's movies. Like I liked Man from Uncle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That movie was quite good. Me too. Um, it's it rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. It also it, it takes a more interesting take on medieval Europe, where it's not just all white people. Yeah, it's a very diverse cast. Yeah. Which is like makes it way more interesting. I bet because um, like the person who trains them is is someone from like uh, this, they I think they they call him a kung fu dude. <laughs> um, Digimon Hunsu is in that movie. Yeah, uh, and so they just it just it's just fun. It's like it's yeah. fun up until the point of like it has a CG CG fight scene at the end. And you're like, uh, yeah, those can be done so want. badly. Yeah, Jude Law is actually like chewing scenery in that movie because he just doesn't give a fuck, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> he's as bad as his hairline in that yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then if you like monsters and you haven't seen it, I think Deep Rising is still on HBO Go right now. Deep Rising. What was that one? It was like 1997, 1998. It's like these <clears throat> special forces or like private military dudes try to. Uh, steal something out of the vault of like a super cruise liner that's like marooned in the middle of the ocean and Hold there's on. like monsters that have taken it and like just eaten everyone okay that sounds cool it's i feel like i might have seen super this super gross <laughs> it's like right on the cusp of when cgi was like becoming more common and so they couldn't mm. use it for everything so there's like a lot of practical gore effects in it that are right. really fucking great <laughs> the uh on the completely opposite side of that, Eleanor and I tried to watch uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. I saw that. And, uh, well, because it was Eleanor's birthday on Sunday, and so we went over to the Alamo on Monday to try to get her free birthday ticket, but you can't order them online. You just have to walk in and try to get them. Right, that And makes there sense. was plenty of spaces before, but then when we got there, they were totally sold out. So we did not get to see it. What did you think? Um... I feel like did we talk about? Yeah, this? we, we did. did talk about. Oh, this. we did. Yeah. You're right. We did. Yeah. 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 Deep rising. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, I also watched Victor Frankenstein. Oh wow. You were on a plane. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. This is with our friend Casey, <laughs> and she just has a special love of that movie, and it's terrible. Is that the one with uh, what's Harry Potter? Name? And oh, hey, oh. Hey, do you know what? Oh, I'm not, James not, not, McAvoy. And James McAvoy. And James McAvoy is just, like, oozing sexual tension with everyone. With Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> yeah. in particular. Yeah, he just, didn't, uh, James McAvoy just wants to fuck everything. I see why Casey would like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, okay. All right. That was terrible. Yeah, that's not that's not good. Franka Johnson was in this movie. Okay, yeah, yes, it's not it's not I Frankenstein, which I also made the right, mistake. That's a different movie. <laughs> yeah, that has starred Aaron Eckhart. Yes. Yep, yeah, that's his fucking name. I saw that one. <laughs> I also watched. I was like trying to think of movies. movies to associate him with. It's like you know the guy from Paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was also Harvey Dent. Yeah, in the Dark Knight. That's right. He was, which yeah. is ten years old. Yeah. 
I also watched uh, Bigger Fatter Liar. Bigger, Big Fat Liar was a movie starring Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, and Paul Giamatti about uh, this kid, Frankie Muniz, who lies a lot. And then he makes a movie script and Paul Giamatti steals it. And then they like prank him. Right, they turn him blue at one point. Yeah, right? basically they they basically commit like a bunch of felonies, yeah. and they're just like, "Ha ha, this is funny." It's, it's from the era of, of <laughs> movies where you just assault adults. Yeah, <laughs> and basically the, this follows the same thing, except for it's uh, some kid, and he makes he does a social studies report that's just a bunch of lines of code that are a video game, and they he i don't know the, the, some video game execs exec hits him with his car and he like steals the you did a lot of movie watching yeah, yeah you did i was in seattle <laughs> uh, sounds, were you watching the oh with okay, case yeah we were okay. just watching yeah, no, shitty movies yeah, 100 checks out i don't even think this is the shittiest movie that you watched i'm sure there was worse that you watched we watched uh this netflix show on we like we cooking with weed yeah uh, and <laughs> That's Anthony's favorite show. <laughs> I haven't seen it, I, but I've seen it appear on my Netflix, and I'm like, yeah. it's, I, see, the funny thing is, for all like the Netflix stuff, like mm-hmm. the, the what they spent their money on, I couldn't see it. Like maybe hmm. maybe they, they didn't get that much, or maybe it was something where they like made it and then sold it to Netflix. So they didn't actually get like Netflix money. Mm. But it that just, happens a lot. A lot of Netflix originals are basically like. We'll pay you a little bit of money so that you can finish this up and like basically make a a release of it on our service. Yeah, but yeah, they're like festival purchases, right? Basically, yeah. Um, it's not very good. Yeah, <laughs> which right. a better I'll avoid that one. Oh, yeah, better version of that show is uh, Martha and Snoop. Oh, yeah, that's what my that. wife my wife got me. Dude, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, they literally have a cooking like talky show together yeah. where they like hey we're in our house snoop dogg and martha and the doorbell rings oh who showed up? It's, oh it's jamie fox <laughs> it's ll cool j yeah and like uh snoop dogg is obviously high of course like the the, the draw of the show i hope so the, what is snoop dogg like sober and that's true but the thing the draw of the show is that snoop dogg's high and mm-hmm. martha stewart is just drunk out of her mind really oh yeah <laughs> martha stewart also smokes a ton of weed though yeah. like a ton of weed there's actually a really good video of when she invites snoop dogg over to her house for dinner mm-hmm. like i think she came on the view which my wife watches and uh and when snoop dogg showed that up is the most wife thing to do i guess <laughs> yeah i don't know when she started watching it but she loves it so you know what i yeah. i mean yep. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, she, th- when she's like, yeah, I invited Snoop Dogg over to my house for dinner and I thought he would show up like him, maybe his kid, mm-hmm. but he rolled like 18 people deep <laughs> and she was like, oh fuck. <laughs> I was not prepared for his entourage to show up. <laughs> she's like, I'm so high right now. I can't cook for 18 yeah. people. I, uh, I produced this show at South by Southwest two years ago. Uh, and we had Snoop Dogg did a performance after the live stream because uh, he was also like he has like his own vape line. I guess mm-hmm. of course I, he does. I don't yeah. know. How, I don't know how it happened but for it sure. Did. Yeah, uh, and yeah, his crew was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was massive. It was yep, yep, a yep. bunch of they did it like it was a tiny tiny show though. It was like two hundred people. That's huh. cool. Yeah, nice. All right, should we get on with podcast? Sure. <laughs>